Oh, what a sweet sound of that chug. Rob, we finally made it. We've been uh, dealing with technical difficulties for the past hour and a half because our main program uh, decided to crap out, and now we're kicking it old school on OBS. Welcome, Rob. Welcome. Thank you. What what is OBS? (laughs) OBS is a a streaming software that a lot of um, eSports and, like, Twitch users use, so it's... um, it's just free recording software, but I think uh, the lesson here is that going trying to do a professional podcast with multiple USB mics sucks. Sucks. Well, at least we got Cole 45. I sure do. <laughs> sure do. Um, hey, guys. How is everyone? Mm. It's not as bad as I remember it. <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> I, 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 my second sip, I'm like, this is actually refreshing. Yeah, this is. Uh, <laughs> hang on, I got technical difficulty myself here. I pulled out. The- All right, Rob's Rob lost his mic, his uh, head headphones here. All right, I'm back. I'm gonna stop tripping over the cord. What did you say? Uh, my second sip, I I was thinking in my head that this was really refreshing. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It really isn't as bad as I remember it. All I remember from 40s is watching Chris's face go, oh. (laughs) Billy Billy D was on to something. Billy D or Billy Dean? Mm. Billy D. Billy D. Williams. Yeah. It works every time. Sure does. We're going to find out. We got four of these. (laughs) Just to hit our minimum. So, by the way, uh, we thought it would be funny to order not only beer for the the podcast, but to get 40s. And so buying beer in Philadelphia is the most difficult thing to do. And that, that could be a, a podcast out of itself. But um, so we walked around Chinatown trying to find a bodega and you couldn't do it. So I remembered that there is a, uh, an app called GoPuff. And it was literally for stoners that you could order candy, ice cream at the middle of the night. So it's a convenience store app that they just do delivery. And I think uh, about six months or a year ago, I just started seeing that. I mean, they're blowing up. They have bus shelter ads yeah, and all that stuff. The and guy had a car full of beer when I <laughs> grabbed it from him. He had other stuff going. <laughs> he was happy too. I mean, the guy was real happy to come up here and, and bring the beer. He thought it'd be some disgruntled, angry guy. He was pretty, pretty friendly. Well, that's good. And then it, it dawned on us. So we were we went into a. Um, it was that bar. It's now very nice. It's a it's a nice restaurant and bar that was behind the Trocadero that you could get the citywide special. Of a shot and a beer for two bucks when you'd catch a show, and it's now this beautiful Asian bar. Yeah, do you remember what they served? It was a special, a specific special, like Meisterbrow and a shot of Jim. No, 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 it was PBR. So that's the city. It was PBR. PBR because that like, was before it blew up again. Before yeah. PBR came back, it was something. I'm pretty convinced it, 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 it probably was, but it was a Jim Beam shot. I think. Like it was mm. a shot of beam or something like that, and it was the walls in there were turquoise, <laughs> and there was a guy like Archie Bunker behind the bar. Remember, <laughs> wearing a fat, fat dude with a stained T-shirt, angry as hell, and we just, yeah, just everyone was so angry in there, and it was dark, and you'd walk in, and it's like you weren't the regular because you know what? Why aren't you, you know, a fellow degenerate in here? And so they would they would kind of reverse reverse discriminate against. Oh. Anyone that wasn't a regular, but yeah, the the um, the citywide special and and most bars now in Philly, they have their own version. So uh, Dave's new place, they what's that? The citywide? No, no, no version of what? 
the citywide. City yeah, so it's a beer oh. and a shot. Like oh, that's what oh. that means. So it's a discounted they still do special. That. Yeah. And uh so Dave at his bar at Glory, he calls it um it's ham and rye. That's his citywide, right? So you get a shot of rye whiskey. Mm-hmm. And then Ham's Lager, like oh, which is right. another I, shitty. I was thinking Pork Slap or something. I didn't. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So anyway, we were in this. We were in the um, the reformed citywide bar. We'll just call it that behind the Trocadero, and it's this beautiful bar now. And it just dawned on us that we we have po- uh, Go Puff, and so we were just standing there like two idiots. And then I logged into the app and uh, had to hit a nine dollar minimum, but I kept refreshing and so i ended up filling my cart fifty dollars worth of in your fridge of beer and so uh despite our professional establishment here we have how many four forties four forties a cold 45 one old english <laughs> and uh, is it a plastic bottle it's is is it a plastic good? it's lame but it's it, it's in there you should just leave it in there for clients when they come <laughs> it says something about you yeah uh, and uh, i guess would you get the monkey how's that uh City Love, what, Love City Lager. I didn't even, I've never even heard of it. Neither have I. It just it was the first thing that showed up that wasn't. You have leftover ones in your fridge. Oh, is that right? That's the, total coincidence. Right, total coincidence. Leftover uh, Love City Brewery. So the other thing that uh, happened walking in here, we we decided to get a slice of pizza, and so uh, for whatever reason, we uh, we stopped in, and Rob started talking about the the border wall. Uh, I, did you get a news alert on your phone or something? Or No, it's just everything that's been going on in the last two days. And I was just thinking about it. I wanted to go off on Facebook, but I don't want to fucking get it. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. I just want them, one of these people to ask, just answer the question, like how he ran on Mexico was going to pay for this. And it's clear that it's not going to happen at all. And yeah. There's no pushback from his supporters, and I wonder why. So as we all know, Rob tends to just have these conversations out loud in public, no matter who's listening or not. And so he was, we were talking about it and then there happened to be a guy just waiting for a slice and he was engaging, but also very sheltered to a degree. You could tell like he was trying to not get into a political debate, but he, he posed a question to you and said, you know, he, he asked me if I thought that whatever, if I thought that was going to happen in the first place, the water wall, did mm-hmm. I believe him when he was campaigning on that? And of course I did not. And I don't <laughs> think many people I know did either, but, but now it seems so evidently clear that it's not going to happen the way he presented it over and over and over again. I yeah. mean, he had call and response in his rallies, like, and who's going to pay for it? And all these, the chance. You know, and then, uh, Vincente Fox, the uh, the ex president of Mexico, and he said, "I'm not going to pay for that fucking wall." And said it on, on newscast, and then Trump the next day is like, "It just got ten feet higher." Well, yeah, ten feet higher that that we're all paying for, if it happens at all. It just seems like bullshit. You know, but I just wanted an answer from these clowns out there. And I guess I say that out loud. I wasn't specifically looking for him to respond, but I guess maybe subconsciously I am when I'm saying these things out loud provocatively yeah surprised yeah. i haven't got my ass kicked for it well i think i think that guy was sober enough that he didn't he didn't want to engage but you can tell like what what happened was as he asked you the question about you know did you think mexico was going to pay and then i think he said something along the lines of like does that make you happy or there there was some other comment and then as he turned we realized he had a camouflage american flag shirt on and you just knew that you know that, that was a good exit before was, things got a little heated. That was the hallmark of the right wing or the new right wing uh, 
dead, you know, the irony of all this is like dead smack in the middle of the neighborhood too. And so he was probably from out of town and, you know, sure. that, that's the only. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect that in the city. But I, it, I see him or many others like him all the time. I'm around yeah. him all the time. So it's not, it's not new. But and I engage them a lot. Sometimes I feel like I'm on the losing end of it. Some most of the time I feel like it's right. But uh, why would why wasn't Trump? I, I'm su- I'm surprised Trump didn't get more involved with the WWE. I, that's what it, the whole. <laughs> I was thinking about that today. Like when the walking when I was walking my dog, I was thinking the uh, the whole cabinet is like the WWE. They've all kind of since left, except for Stephen Miller and Kellyanne Conway seem to be the only two that are hanging tough with him. But. You got to think in there, like, when do they exit? Or that that clown Stephen Miller is fucking crazy. He's going down with the ship. But Kellyanne, like, why does she still believe the stuff she's saying? She's kind of like, it's it's a total career like, path for her. I mean, I think she was a journeyman attorney and just kind of meandered throughout her legal career. And this was a great opportunity for her to accelerate that. And it's funny too because I, I follow her husband on Twitter. What does he do? He's an attorney, is he? but he is the exact opposite of her beliefs and i can't say that he's a democrat or, or a republican i don't know but he constantly shames and calls out trump pokes holes in any of his statements really? I didn't oh know, yeah i didn't really follow him at all Ge- just, uh, george conway um and and so when you see her on the news especially on cnn and she gets into these battles with you know chris como and the other anchors and she just stands there like a soldier and just repeats this kind of rhetoric and um, you go back on Twitter and, you know, there will be 15 remarks or retweets of her husband doing exactly and saying exactly opposite of the, the positions that she's taking. <laughs> but okay, so you're if you're her, you're doing that for for career gains. I think so. I mean, but there's only she there's, looks like a fool. Like, like she yeah. literally looks like a fool. Like the position she's everybody knows this stuff is a lie, but she still stands in and hangs in there. I'm, so I'm looking at, sorry, I'm looking at the photos that you just sent. <laughs> um, it's really funny. This is, talk about incriminating uh, photos, right? Know, well, this whole thing can be incriminating as we feel it out. So, <laughs> like a name for it, too. <clears throat> yeah, we got to think of a name for it. Why don't we just call it uh, Rob's Garage? All right. That, that'll be a working title. Yeah. We I can think find I... something better, but if not... I wonder if I'm coming through. It just seems weird. Do you, am I good in here? You're in. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just me. I think I turned my my shit down. There, that, that, there. It's a little there. Yeah. It's just me. Just base up the volume a little bit. Base. Boom. Boom. <laughs> when was the first? What, do you remember where you were when you heard Criminal Minded? <laughs> no, it was later. It was definitely later. It, it wasn't. It was definitely not on the heels. So it would be like, I probably heard it after <laughs> that. That uh, the day I saw. Yeah. I never really. Or you know who? Remember that kid in, in high school who shaved his eyebrows, like lines in his eyebrows. He lived in Richard Estates, a white dude. Oh man, Steve I... Woolley. He loved Boogie Down Productions, and I always <laughs> heard the name, but I never really listened to it. I oh my god, dude! High school, anything beyond? I I don't know. I think I did like a. There was some Men in Black reboot in my brain that I oh just flashed. I've just completely have voided out most people and most things from high school it's crazy well, you live out here too so you don't see it all the time i think i would probably do something similar but but 
that you run into these people yeah. all the time. Actually, not as much anymore, but I just, you still see people from time to time. You know, they're right there. What's it? What's it like living in Lakehurst? It was funny. We we were playing a game on Thanksgiving. It was some kind of thing that that my wife brought over, and it was a. Uh, it's one of those things where the, where you uh, you have teams, and the one person has to to uh, say things to describe something, and the people are guessing, or or vice versa. Anyway, the subject she put it down. The subject was me. I had to guess what it was in the. So they were saying things descriptive to, to remind. So my my cousin's kid or nephew, he's like beer, and then someone else says Lakehurst. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> After it was over, I went on a rant. I'm like, I'm, I can't believe that I'm known. The first two things someone says is Lakehurst and beer. I'm like, it's so <laughs> shameless. It especially it, it, because they only have two shitty liquor stores. There. It's two shitty liquor stores, but it's just the stigma that always went with the town that we always had in Manchester. Just two miles down the road but why don't why don't why isn't there a microbrewery in lakehurst i don't know where th- it was because th- first of all they didn't to revamp that whole uh union avenue it's a nice little little mayberry lake street a, a brewery would be decent in there i think it would work almost anywhere you put it people go out looking for breweries they don't you know it's yeah but i like, mean it's like the hindenburg brewery company yeah it, it <laughs> totally could work but the town you know the town's got potential it's like, but it's, right now it's like a little truck stop, especially when you come west, just all through the pines. Look the at pines you defending the town. I like that it's growing on you. Oh, it, it's really, it's not that bad. It's, re, it's really not that bad. But then, I mean, it's better than it was when we were in high school. It's still not where it should be, but mm. or where it could be, not where it should be. It could be. God knows, it could take a left turn and the whole. You know, they cleaned it up whenever when it, when they got rid of body language. Yeah, the body language. Body. I mean, three B's raised the bar a little bit. Like <laughs> they don't have Weaver's bar anymore. There's just it's it's a little bit classier, I guess. If you could. If, what's what's if, the other bar there? Um, Alba. It Alba. Was, yeah, the old Airship Tavern. Airship. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Airship. Like, there's not enough pun kind of things in Lakehurst, right? You'd feel like you, you'd have to. Really stretch the Hindenburg thing out. Yeah, that's kind of going. You remember the McDonald's had a Hindenburg uh, <laughs> mural in it with a Nazi flag on the, that shit would not go over now. It was just I actually story. don't remember yeah, that. There, it was hanging up. It was like painted on the wall in there. It was big. It was huge. In there. Oh, right, 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 and, and right. It literally had the swastika on the, the tail fin. Right. And, and just wasn't. It was historically accurate, but... That shit would not go over now. People would go nuts just having that thing there. But it was... It was I'm actually surprised it's still not there in Lakehurst. Yeah. I, that whole, of all places, that, that could survive the test of uh, political correct I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That one's a steep to... But, uh, yeah, that, that town... Uh, I don't know. It's easy to ignore after a while. It's just, a, you know, at first I had a problem with it. I'm like, oh, well, Lakehurst. Yeah. But it, it definitely was a lot of the stigma. Because then you see the indigenous families that were there. The that, indigenous that families. I love Sloan, that. Sloan. Like, you know, it goes on and on. <clears throat> but I, think I don't know who you're talking to. I'm a sixth generation exactly Lakehurst. Accents in Lakehurst. And <laughs> I just feel like Skoll is... Like it's, I don't know if he's... If, when was the last time you drove in that far? <clears throat> Probably a long time, right? You see, uh, yeah. I mean, it's um, so you remember right by Harry's Liquors, there was the uh, there was the Marble Man for the longest time when you were driving in. You remember yes. that big mural? Yes, yes, now that, yes. That billboard is still there, but now it's a freaking 
it says Dolan Septic on it, and it's a <laughs> turd holding up a, a, a emoji of a turd holding a <laughs> fucking toilet paper with like fumes coming off of it. And it's oh Dolan's. my god! Yeah, I saw uh, somebody on Facebook that grew up there put that on there. Like, uh, look at this is welcoming people into my hometown, and it was funny. It was up there. We actually went to a, a one of the town meetings, and there somebody brought that up that there were. People were complaining about the shit emoji on your way into Lakehurst. Really? And uh, some woman, for whatever reason, just made it her mission to defend it. And adamantly, she was like, no, that's that's advertisement. It's free speech. You can't. And I explained to her because she was indigenous Lakehurst. I'm like, <laughs> indigenous I grew up Lake. in Pine Lake Park down the road. And all throughout high school, we just looked down on this place and made fun of it. And I'm like, now that is par for the course as far as. I'm concerned in a lot of other people. Like, it just makes sense. I think it, she shut up, but I think she really got annoyed with it. I'm like, I don't, I'm, I'm not, it just adds to the fodder. Like yeah. You're just holding it back. I'm like, I'm not telling you to tell the guy to take it down. And I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just telling you what the perception is. How do you think the Aborigines from Whiting think about it? <laughs> I don't think they give a shit at all. <laughs> they don't give a shit at all. It ain't deer. It ain't deer shit. No. I don't know how they even make fun of it. If they do, uh, they're they're like one and the same. I feel like the average. Well, listen, are. at least it's culturally relevant, right? Emojis, like you, it's yeah. funny. Like yeah. I mean, I can understand that you're a septic company and you're just showing your product on on your sign, but you definitely doing. gets attention too. Yeah. Fucking shit emoji. I wish I had a picture of it. I'd pop it up there. It's perfect. So where is it? It's in. It's where the Marble Man used to be. So if oh. you're driving. <clears throat> east on 70 as soon as you come around you'll see that thing sitting it's been there for about a year now i don't know yeah. how much that guy's going to continue to pay it's for that. I, I have such weird feelings when i drive through like i i barely get past you know the whiting corridor just because when i visit family yeah, it's just, just like i make the right on turn this. right and then yeah <laughs> turn left to get back out and that's yeah it. and that's it so it's like once i venture past um you know the jeez, oh, i forget the name of the uh the road in Whiting, where it's like you come down the hill onto seventy oh, hillside. That, I don't know. Isn't is that it, Manchester? Isn't it like Manchester Boulevard or something? Maybe, but I feel like that's where you cross over. Like that's where you get into another. You know, like you're yeah. out of the Whiting bubble. It's like you feel like you can free yourself from senior it. citizens, and like it's just like okay, you're crossed over, and then you're you're into you're civilization. East Manchester. Yeah, 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 and then you're heading in, and then. And then you kind of go through the pocket of Lakehurst. Mm. Um, but at least, you know, the, the fact that Whiting now has more than one shopping center. thats It's, it's a booming metropolis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it killed the other two that they had. There are the other uh, two parking lots that had businesses out there, it seems. But, yeah, it's a bustling metropolis. That Wawa is crazy busy. Yeah. Every day it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a... It, Lakehurst is just like a truck stop town. It seems like going through there, but it has changed a little bit. I think you got more people taking a little more pride in their houses. They uh, there's two bars there that I can walk to. They're decent. That one of them, the Three B's, is good. It's a good restaurant. It's not really a great hangout bar, but yeah, it's something to walk home from. So I mean, if it, it, truck stop town, but like, what happened to those hotels or, or the motels? They're still there. They're still doing so. Fine. Mike O'Neill is. I don't is know what it's called. It's not Mike O'Neill, and I wish it was. That was the greatest. Like, <laughs> that was the greatest thing. Mike the Mike O'Neill Hotel. I don't know what it's called, but they're still. I, they're wallflowers. I don't even look at them. 
uh, it's weird when you there so often you just go right through just you know? cement blocks like ev- like every seven years they go through a different pastel paint change yeah it, just it's like putting it, lipstick on a pig or another it, corporate like name too like a low budget corporate. i don't even know what it's uh, excuse me what it's called now it goes from mike o'neill to bob smith mm-hmm. to bob smith. To, <laughs> joey long to the budget in i think it's called or something now <laughs> but if you go down union and you make the 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 right all those houses. i never noticed these houses that are there's little uh little driveways that come off union and go all the way back by the lake there's these big ass houses back there oh, yeah? right on the lake lakeside property lakeside property <laughs> in lake horicon tell me about the lake was it nice no was I mean, that cedar water it's cedar is it one water? of those it's nice looking and it's probably nice to kayak and everything like that i'm not a fan of swimming in it i'm sure What's cedar water? Like, there's there's fresh water, salt water, I don't know. cedar let's call water. Dan and ask. <laughs> All right, let's, you want to call Dan? All right, we're gonna do that. Um, do we have a number? His number? For, yeah, like what number? Oh yeah, shit. This is weird when you don't have to uh, dial numbers anymore. This is a. Uh, all right, so we're gonna. So Dan, Dan is on a family road trip. Uh, I, I, I would love to have this painted image right now of like what this road trip looks like in a, in a minivan. How many Swazos? Is it like his nuclear family, or is it like Chaz Senior and and Carla? I, I, I didn't even know they were on a road trip, but he just made me picture like a new age uh, Griswold. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, what's his number? Uh, 30820. What's the... uh, 732. Go ahead, type it in there. Jesus. First caller on Rob's Garage Podcast. 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 That Colt 45. You got to do radio voice. Radio. Hey, Dan! Oh, come on. You got to answer. You have to answer. Hey, is this Dan? <laughs> wonka, 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 wonka. Welcome to the Morning Zoo podcast. We wanted to call our favorite first time, long time, Dan Suazo. So what exactly is cedar water? Dan, we're, asked, we're calling to find, like, how would you define cedar water in a body of a lake? I would call. I would phone a friend. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> phone a friend. So we we identified a couple different bodies of water. Right there's there's fresh water, salt water, and then we were just talking about the lakefront property in Lakehurst, amongst cedar water in Lake Huracan. And uh, how like what's the difference between Whiting Lake and Pine? Well, we all know Pine Lake. That's just like disease and germ, but cedar water. Like, what what does that mean? Like, do you come out red after you go? Really stressful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, okay. So it's it's probably more stressful because you're in a minivan full of your family, right? No, I'm home now. Oh wow! It took us that long to figure out our our mic Uh, problem. Are you surprised? This is what we're talking about. 
What? Is this, are you surprised that this is what we're talking about? Cedar water and Lakehurst? No. I figured it would be something like either Pine Lake Park or Kuma or something like that. <laughs> Kuma. <laughs> uh, what about Bull? <clears throat> Did you get the photos? I can't, I can't watch this live. Uh, you know, we're not there yet. This is our first one. Like, we will definitely stream, but I also have to be careful, you know, on, on, on how we broadcast this. <laughs> and what is said. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to, like, do a, an encrypted uh, stream for Rob's Garage I, podcast. I can go rogue if you want. <laughs> so you're going to love the story. Don't use your business voice. What's up, Dan? Don't use that voice. But it's going to be a fascinating story on on how we how we scored Colt forty five on the walk over. But I'm not going to spoil it for you. But yeah, we're, we're going to have to do this live eventually. I'm halfway through. Yeah. yeah, there's potential. We're feeling it out. We're also looking for names. I like well, Rob's garage. Were, all right, Rob's garage. We can do that. So, Dan. Would you ever let, let's move on from cedar water here and like let's talk about refreshing beverages? Both Rob and I, after our second or third chugs of our forties, had an astonishing kind of realization that you know what this—it's either we're raging alcoholics or Colt forty-five is like a, a secret weapon, and we've matured into you know enjoying some fine malt liquor. Yeah, it definitely takes a refined palate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, it, yeah, I think you mean we've come full circle from yeah. some of us chasing it with soda and <laughs> coming around like, you know what? I can handle this. I make a little wincing face when I drink it, but then I'll do that with a shot of whiskey. This is a, uh, it wasn't that bad. Rob is powering through this, by the way. Like he is, he is like. I've always been quick. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to turn my radio down. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. See, this is why we called you. You're 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 one of our favorite guests. Probably the only one to answer. Not no. You were the first one. It, it only took three rings. You know, we were two hours behind our start time, but yeah. we're here now. You also seemed very interested on the ride over with the text messages. I know. When when are you here? Um, remind us. Next thir- this Thursday or Friday. All right, so now that we worked out the kinks, we can probably try to do another one on uh, Saturday or Friday night. Do it at Bill's house. Is that happening? Uh, let's call him next. Oh, I wish, <laughs> we, <laughs> I wish we could get three-way upon him. I, know. <laughs> I wish you know I had that tape. Do, you know you can do a group FaceTime now? No, I didn't yes. know that. Yes, yes. I did not know that. I'm from Lakehurst. <laughs> technologically impaired well we're gonna get you on that lakefront property but you have to be careful you have to protect your house from the cedar water yeah the cedar water and the uh invasion you know what i don't like the fact that i was so self-conscious of saying water all my life and now i i say water like a fucking californian well i was just thinking that i I didn't know what do they say out here water with two d's water 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 ice the philly accent down but i'm going over to campground Going over to church. Yo, Dan, thanks for answering your phone. Are you home yet? Yeah. You South Philly. 
a hoagie. A hoagie. Ron Bennington would say. <laughs> a hoagie. All right, Dan. Listen, you're you're a star. That, thanks for taking our call. We're we're probably going to call you back in like thirty minutes. But um, what was the question that what what, what was the question we were going to ask Bill? Uh, what, if it was it, happening. Yeah, is it happening? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, are you you're good for it, Dan? Yeah, I I will be around Saturday. I'll be free Saturday night. All right, Saturday night. I'm taking notes. Saturday. Is this thing, is your setup portable? It can be, yeah, but it, it can only do two mics. Rotate them. We would just have to pass them. Pass the mic. Pass the mic. Speaking of which, Dan, we're also going to talk about the new Beastie Boys book. We have a copy here, as I'm also wearing my Beastie Boys hat. And we're going to play some tracks from Mike D's Apple channel honoring the uh, release of the Beastie Boys book. So tune in, all right? Fine beats. <laughs> Fine beats. All right, Danny. All right. I'll talk to you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy, happy stuff. <laughs> See you. That's all right. I'm getting, like, real radio. Hey. That's, that's, uh. I don't know. Fuck Lee Kirst. <laughs> Hey, we we don't have to talk about it anymore. I, I mean, know. you know, it's let's right. let's move on. Next time we can move know, down we Route like seventy little, further <laughs> and get get into Pine Lake Park. We could and do that. Well, Lakers is good. Next, uh, when the weather gets warmer again, we'll go to my campsite backyard. That's mm. that was a good time. That was a that's a good yeah. I'm time. sorry, you I missed people, that one. People don't mess with you there. They let you play the music real loud. Yeah, Nobody. so it's not like you have a high fence. You're just no, burning and bonfires. You, and I can see. I mean, they're all chain links, so you can see right down. Oh, my God. I mean, that, sound, that sounds, you know, very Lakehurst to me. And I yeah, think it, that, you know, the historical commission should, should keep that intact. They, uh, <clears throat> I don't mind if they get No slap fences. <laughs> but it's still, it, it, nobody, they all know you. That, it, this is the first time in my life since I was a child that I know all my neighbors. It just wasn't like that, you know. Oh, you're like you had that in Whiting, right? You putting know roots. What's that? Like you knew everybody in, in your neighborhood, right? All six. You didn't have any people across the street, though. You just had them side by side. Nope, the clan has bought that property. <laughs> Who? <laughs> the clan? <laughs> the clan is. Oh, I think the clan is no. The clan bought that. Yeah, it was interesting. So uh, the clan has bought the property across from us so no one can build so it was just trees and then the colognes told everyone that they owned the cul-de-sac so we were just really secluded to our you know acre property in which my my dad as you know would just run freely naked on. That's what I, oh, it, that was a thing that, that's funny you said that because i was thinking about how many people when you were seen as balls no well that too oh. that's part of it but how many um, did you know other families where their dad would just be like fuck it balls ass naked no problem in front no of them? not one which is why i wanted to run away since uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he would just roll through naked no problem I, he'd wake up just yelling and screaming just <laughs> from his bedroom to the kitchen to start his coffee and <laughs> he had morning wood screaming at <laughs> but uh the, the People who live next door, the Seekies used to do that too. John Seeky used to be like, I don't know, I've never saw him naked, but I've certainly seen him on his front lawn in his tidy whities though. Like, yeah. no fucking care. Not a care in the world. Just don't give a fuck. I don't know how you get to that point. I mean, like, 
I kind of admire it in a way. I'm sorry I went away from the microphone, but I kind of admire the, the not giving a fuck. Not like I aspire to do that. I right. just like the level of not giving a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, that that's like a level of nirvana that only one could hope to ever reach. <laughs> it's always a dad, though. It's like, always like the office. Like. There was a day Heidi and I, we were, <laughs> it was like a Sunday morning. We were here going to brunch and we were like walking down, uh, I think, Locust Street. Yeah. It was like, I don't know, 10, 30, 11 a.m. on a Sunday. And there was a, you know, obviously inebriated, just like the night didn't end for him the night before. And there was just this Asian guy just running down the street, ass naked, no clothes, nothing. Just hauling ass, like running with a smile, and he had a smile on his face, which was the best part. Like, like, ha- like, hey, it's broad daylight. Yeah, I'm ass naked, and I'm just streaking across Philadelphia. That's either somebody like fucking around, like on a dare. Was he young? He was, uh, you like, know, he was probably in his late twenties, early thirties, like old like, enough to know better. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'd hope they would be old enough to know better, but he think it's either like a dare, his friends, he was fucked up, it was funny, yeah, or he's mentally ill. Yeah, it's no, I, I, I think it was like you know what, I probably did. You know, he he was probably just raging like too many fucked hits up. of Molly and yeah. too many lines, and <laughs> next thing you know, you're streaking down. Yeah, that that's a little different than the dad. I don't give a shit. You know, out on the 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 fire thing. With the whole, uh, what was it, like 1994 or whatever it was, where, or 95, when half the Pine Barrens was burning down? The Great Fire of 93. It, it, it was 93. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> All you remember it by is that you saying, and I've never seen the footage, was it actually on the news that your dad was hosing down the Channel houses? 8, and here's how I know, only because, God rest his soul, uh, Gussie, Gussie. We all, uh, our favorite <laughs> lovable cousin, um, I was for whatever reason I was at. Oh yeah, we were evacuated. Yeah. So we were at my you grandpa. Actually got evacuated. Yeah. So I, yeah, we were in high school, and then they made the announcement: if you lived in Whiting, if you were an Aborigine, you you would have to leave. If you were Indigenous to Lakehurst, you were on the fence. fence. <laughs> <laughs> a, st- a steel fence, not a, a not a white picket fence, a chain link fence. Um, and so yeah, so after school. We went to my grandparents' house, you know, met my mom, and then uh, Gussie had called my grandmother's house. Asking about you guys? Said, put Channel 8 on. As you remember, Channel 8 was the local news. Your dad is on the front porch with a hose in his underwear, hosing down your house, like live feed. Holy shit. But he didn't leave then? I guess I'm staying with the ship? No, that's my house. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> freak, freak them freak them <laughs> oh man i wish the fuck i saw that because that mental image would never ever leave my head you saw it though no it no no it was there? too late and then it was just you know my mom was obviously mortified just to know that he actually did it, but not surprised because that's yeah. you know at least he had his underwear on that was the overall thought internally <laughs> like all right well at least he had his underwear on <laughs> but you know what? he did save the house we he still has the house well, because of the garden down. hose no because he had the garden hose on there <laughs> we should call fred ask him <laughs> <laughs> fred um i i got a uh i didn't know if it was spam or not but a, a couple of months ago 
and again, Facebook, it's, I avoid it like the plague and I, I, I generally, and, and messenger just makes it completely unavoidable where you can get these spam messages and it oh, kind of comes up like a chat now. Yeah, and got many of those. Well, that's good. Um, so yeah, a couple months ago I got a, uh, a Facebook messenger and it's like, anytime I see that it's like, usually how can I just delete it without looking mm-hmm. at it? Because I know it's, you know, one of few things it's. Mm you know, a message from a family member that you'd rather not hear about, you know, some type of spam or like, I don't know, gross graphic image of someone's asshole being ripped out or, you know, just like some robot sent it to you. Right. Or third, somewhere in between that, like Fred's girlfriend and Uh (laughs) inviting us to, um, his 40th birthday party at hook and hoof. Hook and hoof. Uh, whatever. I I did not get invited. I don't mm. think she really knows Sorry. me anyway. I don't I don't think I'd be on the the hot list for that anyway. Even though I'm sure he would have appreciated it had I shown up. But uh, I, I I would have lo- like honestly like I, I I wanted to go. I was if I if I were you know. Oh yeah. Planning to be at my parents, I would have went. Yeah. It had to be like think think who think who's there. I saw a picture, actually. Did you really? See the, yeah. No. I, don't I, I, I don't know, but like the hook and hoof, you drove by it. Yeah. You saw the sign. Mm-hmm. Every seven or eight years, they replaced the sign. Um, you see the outside. There were bullet holes there. Like, I don't know. There were windows. There weren't windows. It looked right. like a haunted house. Looked, yeah. I always wanted to go inside, but, you know, I'm not someone that hooks or hoofs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a, you're not an Aborigine anymore. No, no. <clears throat> yeah, they, yeah. I, I remember hearing about that from an, another source as well. But I was engaged that that night, so I couldn't. Uh, with a. Uh, but Freddie, we love you, and um, you know, maybe your fiftieth. We'll we'll go at the. Um, I don't know. Lakehurst is there? Is the Lakehurst Diner still around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, with all the seniors there, it's packed all the mm-hmm. time. It's just yeah. we did go there. Uh, we we don't go there anymore because we went there for breakfast one one uh, day, and Helen ordered the Hindenburg hash, omelet uh, and hash brown or home fries, and they said, uh, "Do you want onions with it?" Because I guess a lot of people say they don't want onions, so they mm-hmm. made two batches. And she said, "Yeah," and they brought it out, and it was just the hash. The, the home fries with raw onions sprinkled on the top of it. Like, I'm sorry, they didn't come with onions. She said, "Oh, we forgot that I wanted ones with onions." So they brought it back, and just clearly just threw raw onion on top of it. <laughs> like, all right. So we didn't go back. I know it's kind of silly. It's almost like a Seinfeld. Well, you know, I would expect the whole onion just all like on the side whole of onion. it. Onion, you yeah. cut it yourself, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Take as much as you want. They, uh, <clears throat> and it's. Here we are, back to Lakers, which, again, like I got to say, it, it, it is not that bad. It, it's not that bad. It, I, I am quite comfortable in the house that we're at and, and the, the backyard, and and it's just, it's quiet, it's easy. It's, it's, it's I'd imagine nice. there's a lot of dogs barking. Like, I don't you know that. see that? My dogs are probably a lot of it, too, and mm. we'll walk them around, but it's, it, it's really just an easy place to live, too. There's no... 
there's there's really no hassle. You know what? That's that should be on the sign next it's to an the easy turd. Place to live. We'll pick up all your garbage. <laughs> pick up right. anything you throw out there. You've got a poop emoji. A poop emoji. Lakehurst, an easy place to live. <laughs> you might, just might not be proud of it. The, cur- the craziest Lakehurst story that I have in high school. Oh, your, your rap song. My rap song. You and Bryce. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Hurst. Which I, you know what? I think I, you know, I think I coined that term, the, the Hurst. Hearst. Yeah, I would say, as far I, as. I had to be one. I feel like I was one of the first. And well, it was as in. As far as my life and my. What would you call it? Uh archiving these things in my brain that I right. only heard it from you. And which, heard it from you. Which Rob's brain is definitely a Smithsonian of, of facts and knowledge. Only subject it's subjective. There's some shit that's just long gone. Yeah. Long gone that I can't So I was actually it was right next to that now poop emoji sign, but I was coming from Pine Lake Park and I was in high school. It was um uh, one of those nights that I was supposed to pick up knife from his girlfriend's house that he would appropriately ask me to smell his fingers after every time. <laughs> just, just to prove to, to me what his activity of the evening was. <laughs> but oh, no. I don't know what happened. He wasn't available. I, I don't know. Like maybe no. I, whatever. He, his fingers were too busy that night. But I was, I was driving down 70 and it was um, right... That liquor store, what was it, Harry's? It was Harry's, yeah. So I, I was driving, and a woman, I, she was clothed. Yeah, she, she definitely clothed? had... Clothed? Uh, yeah, she was... She was she had clothes on. I, I, at first, I thought she was naked, like, in oh, my memory. Because like, a lot of weird things happen, you know? Like, like we, we saw a naked Asian boy. I, well, it just sounded like the way you say that. Like, this one was clothed, but, like, <laughs> yeah. the rest of those fuckers. Yeah, because you don't know. I mean, I indigenous Lakers people, you know, running around the Cedar Water, like, you don't... You don't know if they're wearing I would clothes because like you boob, don't want them stained. A you don't huge want boob falling out of a fat woman's tank top while she's <laughs> walking around not wearing a bra. That yeah, well that too. And then like I kind of like the fat tit of like the replacement of the middle finger. Like if you're an angry fat woman yeah. that like is trashy, you just take your tit off out and just say fuck you. Is that a thing? I think so. Uh, <laughs> I want it to be a thing. And it should be. You, you just hold it up and say, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. And, and you just hold your meaty booby. I, I bet that's on an episode of Cops somewhere. In the- yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't that. It, it wasn't that. Um, so this woman, fully clothed, uh, just came running out of Harry's or that parking lot and jumped in front of my car. Like, I don't know if she was trying to kill herself or what have you, but... The fine breaking in my my 86 LeBaron stopped on a dime, saved her life, saved my life, and she just, like a deer in headlights, just looked at me. And I, you know, it was a nonverbal exchange, and I was mortified because, holy shit, I could have killed this person. She looked at me like, why didn't you kill this person? And she just scurried away like the Jersey Devil. <laughs> to the trailer park across the street. Yeah. That's, uh, that's and I didn't know what to do. Like, I pulled over. I, like, I didn't have quarters to call the cops. You know, you no, no pay phone. I, don't, I didn't know what to do. I wanted to. No. There was a side of me that said, you know, like, I'm shaking. This woman, I, I don't know. Um, that's and, probably the right thing to do. I'd like to say that I would do the same, but I think yeah. I would be like, 
And then I drove, and then I drove home, and then of course, once you get through that circle heading to Whiting, Mm -hmm. it's like the longest mile. It's the Green Mile. There's no lights. You don't know if you're heading right into the mouths of hell, but like here, I have this traumatizing experience, and then I'm just driving 49 miles an hour because you don't want to get pulled over doing 52. Right, as Probably a 17, would. 16 year old, 17 year old. I've been pulled over many times. Yeah. For probably just that. Yeah. So I think that was my craziest Lakehurst story. Oh. Although I would have loved to go swimming in Cedar Water. Well, yeah, well, you can still do that. I think it's the same shit in Whiting Lake. You know what? Maybe this summer I come to your house and uh, spend you a go, weekend. You want to go in the water? Yeah, come. Yeah. We'll See, I hear, I hear <laughs> Cedar Water's cold all the time, though. I have a problem I with don't, that. I don't think it, I, I just think it's. Because like Pacific there's so many water. of those trees, it looks like iced tea. It's like you're swimming on iced tea. It's really, it's not bad for you or anything. I don't think. I don't even know if that's cedar water, but there's a lot of cedar around it. It's now, is it is shit. it more is it more of an Arizona iced tea or a Wawa iced tea? You know what? I don't remember what Arizona looks like, so I'm going to say Wawa iced tea because they're so mm. fucking prevalent in the area too. There's just dumping that shit. That's right. I, I, I scooping I, it out of the Lake Horicon and putting it in bottles. <laughs> Fucking Wawa iced tea. And then the diet iced tea. Where's that come from? The low end? Don't, don't, yeah, or the don't, deep end? The whole thing is the low end as far as I know. Because I think it gets real swampy at the back. We have some nice pictures. <laughs> Helen's niece is a Oh, that's mint tea. Mint tea? <laughs> She's taking some really nice pictures of the place in the sunset. I actually got married at Lake Horicon. Oh. On the little dock there. That's so why, you should know a lot more about cedar water. Can uh, I? Add, sh- water should I just say still, water? cedar water? Water. Yeah, but it's cedar water. Like, I don't. Next time we come back out here when we do a episode two, we'll bring a mm-hmm. Poland Springs bottle full of cedar water, and we can set it on the table here and look at what's floating. I'd like that, Rob. I'd, I'd like that. And then you know, I'll buy some Wawa iced tea and some Arizona iced tea. And call forty-five. I think there was. Um, Dude, I'm pretty you, sure you fired through that. Yeah, it's uh, red light fever. I know we're recording, so I guess we're no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I was waiting for it, and it's warm, and um, I guess the buzz will also help me. But it's no, good. No, it's, it's not it's, that bad. I can't. Before it was putrid. Wow. It was. D- d- I think that means we've crossed over to like casual drinkers uh, to alcoholics. I think I'm done with the craft beer bullshit and being a snooty guy. I might just go back to this and save a lot of money. I actually love that idea. You know what? Next time you go into a microbrewery, ask for the malt flight. Malt liquor. <laughs> no, <laughs> just the malt so, <laughs> so, Do you remember so, the website? Somebody, it was, it was a while ago. I, God, if I can't remember who sent it. It was a, uh, it was, I think it was a website that just had all malt liquor 40s from all over the country. That, that, that's a, that's okay. That's a great segue. Cause I was going to ask, we should start documenting all of the ridiculous names because I, I remember being in New York City as 17, 18 year olds yeah. buying the most ridiculous 40s. And like the names, I feel like <clears throat> at that time, malt liquor was trending. Yeah. Definitely. And so, so like names were getting more ridiculous than the last. And that's how they, like the breweries like would compete. Might have, but remember the ones that start breweries. It's hard to think of a brewery like a classic place <laughs> pumping this shit out. <laughs> I'm like, in bathrooms. Like a fucking, like, but you remember, like, there was old, con- there's real staples, old English 800, Colt 45. I mean, these were coming 
back from like the 70s before that whole craze hit it was uh um but i remember silver thunder green lightning but of course the greatest and now because of all of those bleeding heart liberals <laughs> we cannot have crazy horse anymore that was a, really that was the yeah, that's on the list it's huh? long gone though i think it, that, they wouldn't do that now because it's wow. offensive to native americans but it was yeah, but best. you know, I think if you were to subsidize something, they they would be okay with uh, you know the tax money on that, <laughs> or the free cases and <laughs> send it out to the reservation. Check this out. That's just all terrible. right. So we're gonna so Mickey's. I forgot Mickey's. Mickey's has been around a long time. All right, what's the website? So we're I, here. I, you, I, I don't know. Is it the top rated beers? American Malt Liquor? No, that's too. I mean, Beer Advocate. That's that's a, like a most real. kind of. For, do that one. 11, 11 most, most iconic, 40 Just ounce. the most iconic. They got to go back to. So we're looking King Cobra. That was one of them. Magnum. Magnum. Here we go. So, yeah. <laughs> now, this is why it should be Rob's Garage because your, your recycling bin, poor Diane Southern. Yeah. Hi, Mom. Had to wheel this stuff out no, every she, Sunday morning. I, you know what? I don't know if she actually wheeled it out. I think she made us do it, but she heard. Scott she, did it. Yeah, Scott probably did it. Yes. <laughs> Scott probably did it, and my mother used to say I was mortified every time she's waking up for work while the recycling guys are coming while ever, the rest of us are passed out, and she said I could hear them laughing every time they picked up the can. Like, Jesus, thing must have had a party. <laughs> I and, know. I mean, it, it was like a cornucopia of just party. Like, could you imagine being a garbage man, you know? Yeah. You know, you go home to your wife and kids, you have your meatloaf. You get ready the next day. You put your bootstraps on, right? You yeah. just pull them up. And then you go to Rob's house. And, you know, you you may have had a couple of Bud Lights, They're maybe some cord light, Coors Lights. And then you just pull out the blue thing, clang, 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 and then, boom, Hurricane is on the top of that. And not just one. That's the problem. They're full of it. But I, I, I got to think a lot of the garbage men at the time were drinking a lot of the same crap. Yeah. Maybe the, but they didn't know that... This was all being consumed by everyone under all everyone that was consuming it was under the age of twenty one. So, but but here's here's an interesting thing. I'm looking at the uh, the bottle here for Schlitz malt liquor with the blue bowl on it, right right? here in this city. And then I'm looking at the alcohol volume, right? Five point nine. At the time, that was next level. Holy cow! It's five point nine. But now let's bring it back to the craft brews. You know, this is like, okay, this is a trendy, expensive way that we can just rebrand malt liquor. Wow. Brilliant. (laughs) Fucking assholes. (laughs) I'm trying to do the Walter, that fucking bitch. I mean, those those freaking hipsters, man. Like, they know what they're doing. They're just repackaging. Just remarketing it. Well, we can bring this right back around full circle. That's what hipster does. Country Country Club. Club. Wow. I feel like we need Chris here for this. I really we do. should call him. Call, All right, yeah. do you have his number? <clears throat> All right, we're gonna call Chris. Yeah, for some reason, when I think of Country Club, I do I think, think of Chris. I think of most of these brands, like Coke Green right. Nine Hundred. Wait till we get to that one. That was. Oh, I hope it's on the list. I mean, if Country Club is <laughs> number eight, I, I gotta find it. This shit ain't easy. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, Chris was the the eldest, or he looked the oldest. Is that why we would send him in with the beard and the yeah, newspaper? He, he was the first one that had a full beard. He used to go in with a full beard by uh, at a ripe to, age of seventeen. This will come right? up again when he comes to this podcast. But uh, he would no right. It was he was probably 
18. I was probably 17 or, or 18 as well, maybe just at that same time. But he would he would walk into spirits, the old spirits under the shop right or by the shop right, uh, 166. But he would go in, buy, grab. He, at that time, we weren't buying 40s all the time. He was buying hard liquor because it was you can get more bang for your buck. You're really shopping at that point. Yeah, but I also feel like the whiskey was called Country Club as well. The whiskey, he would get a bottle. I remember specifically him buying Red Bull rum. This is all rot gut, bottom shelf shit. Rot, <laughs> Red Bull rum, Olay tequila, and something else. But he brought it up to the counter. And then, of course, he grabbed the newspaper to make it look like he was sophisticated Right. Like he's going to, while he's drinking his Red like, Bull rum and Olay tequila, he's going to read the paper and, and ponder things. But it really had that, I think he put glasses on too. He put his, gla- yeah, glasses yeah. and I feel like a trench coat and maybe. there's a bunch of us out in a minivan in the parking lot, like nervously laughing, waiting. And then when he comes out and you see him holding bags, we're like dying laughing and here he comes. But he would bring them out. <clears throat> uh, I mean, he would, he would go up to the counter and it looked a lot like that scene. I don't remember, know if you remember... Uh, <laughs> Uh, dazed and confused where mm-hmm. they sent the young kid to go I guess the drinking age in Texas or whatever was in the premise of the movie he would go and he went up there and, and he would just bullshit about uh, yeah I'm going to be working for the town next year trying to sound older and it was exactly like Chris did without talking he just did it with the newspaper like put it up like, so like funny. trying to look like proper and everything <laughs> going so it really, it's fucking ridiculous the way your mind works when you're a kid and God knows who knows what the guy on the other end of the, the uh the, yeah, go ahead. So hit the hit this the, button. The guy on the counter, if he would even give a shit at all, I don't know. We are dialing the 40-ounce aficionado, Christian Grau. It's a 215 number. He's not going to answer, or a 267. We should text him. We should have actually. So the number, yeah. Well, believe we'll it. Vo- yeah, voicemails so are fine. Podcast is there? It's not a live radio show, and we don't have to answer to anybody, so we can just text him. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Ah, <clears throat> uh, no, we we're going to mute that. Hold on, mute, 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 no. Tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Chris, this is the first voicemail from the Rob's Garage podcast. Call us back because we are right now on the website ranking the 11 most iconic 40 ounces, 40 ounce drinks. All right, call us back. Did you, did you oh, you see what have the number on its call? Yeah, yeah. Did he? All right. Did you send him a text there? I did. All right. You should probably do the same to reiterate the seriousness of the situation because we need an expert opinion. Because I do remember Country Club. I remember these 40s, like looking at the labels. A lot of them remind me immediately of uh, going to shows in New York. And each bodega had different shit, and you just kind of grabbed it. Yeah, that's it. Was the early? It was the the urban version of craft beer because 
you know, each label got more ridiculous. And instead of getting like kitsch with like the local area of where you brewed this beer, it was, all right, how can we make this look like a comic book label <laughs> and like have Green Hornet or like exactly. Blue Blazing Bowl with uh, wings or whatever. The like, Blue Bowl, the Schlitz Blue Bowl. Yeah. That was a, I remember the first time I ever saw that was here. Steel Reserve. See, now this was the first. Here we go. This is the first craft beer. I don't remember that shit when we were kids. That came up afterwards. Really? Yeah. yeah, I I remember remember it it because I remember it being Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Like this, when I lived out here for six months as an 18-year-old, I remember Schlitz, Blue Bull, and Red Bull. They had two different ones. And I just never saw that one, though. And we we used to get Mickey's and Country Club delivered to the apartment oh wait hold on this is great the description there's a fairly famous rumor that 211 represents the police code for an armed robber <laughs> robbery ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, 211 still reserve ah uh, oh they're marketing this once and for future criminals um however that wasn't true because 211 was the medieval symbol for steel hmm okay well, I don't know. Mickey's was a... So Mickey's is interesting because no one drank Mickey's out of a 40. No. Grenades. We used to right. drink the grenades all the time. I didn't drink a Mickey's 40. That maybe once did. But Only the, when the grenades were sold well, out. Mickey's had that like ginger Irish like angry dude. Like that was like something like right of passage from Boston. Wasn't it know, a hornet or something? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. But I don't know why they just always appealed to those like tough... This is so stupid, but it just feels like it, in my mind's eye in memory that it was like these <laughs> like harder freaking white dudes. Like uh, Mickey's is mine. Just like that's a, bo- that's like the a white South 40. Boston. The other ones were like, yeah. Uh, okay. The, the Mickey's was definitely the white 40, but it was not readily available everywhere. Well, you know what? There you go. Based on this description, somehow the Irish always find a way to elbow themselves in where there's a brave new frontier of alcohol. Okay, I'm vindicated. You're right. It's true. <clears throat> the, the next one, though. Is yeah, like, but now now we're getting into... These, right, this is like Hall of Fame. Yeah, it was. But the, and this is... I never heard of this before because I heard of this in high school because a lot of the, <clears throat> the roughnecks in our high school were <clears throat> drinking this. <clears throat> and it was always vocalized by one Joe Romeo constantly joe romeo <laughs> joe romeo saint ides skylark he just he was yell out shit all the time like a, <laughs> just a things that he had i don't know things that he <laughs> like his, i don't even know his car and what he drank full of shit is saint ides converse he would say it all the time like i guess somebody was driving a buick skylark probably him and he, he would just yell this shit out in the middle of class and St. Ides was one of them. And somebody would draw that stupid symbol on the board every once in a while. The crooked eye. Yeah, crooked eye. Yeah. Crooked eye. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, son. That's what it was. Crooked that, eye. That shit reminds me of Joe Romeo. And before I ever had a 40 in I kind of... Okay, so like Joe Romeo... Um, help me bring... Recall that. So he was a big guy. He was a heavy was heavy kid, right? Dude. right? He always wore sweatpants. And he was yeah. loud as shit. And he was like somewhere between Italian and Puerto Rican. Right? I have no idea. Yeah, he was he was one of those olive colored yeah. fellows. With yeah, the, you didn't know. Yeah, you didn't know. I could get. I feel like I'm getting in trouble for saying shit like that. Like not on the air or anything. But yeah, olive colored. Fuck it. That's what he was. Yeah. And he used to. And he was big and fat. And he always wore sweatpants. 
Joe Romeo, call in, you schmuck. Oh, my God. I like that you just... You know, you, you struggled with calling him Olive Skin, and then you just called yeah, him. Yeah, I fat thought about it for a sweat. second because of what we're what we're what we're living in here, and like you got, and we do. I, I mean, I grew up most of my adult life listening to radio shows, and, yeah, and hearing the stuff that they've gone through, and with language and and discussions and shit like that. And we're, you know, clearly, this is just a recording between a bunch of friends at the moment, but it's funny. Don't backtrack. You, you, you have kinda, to own it. That's what I did. That's why I, I stutter stepped, and then I went right fucking through it. I dropped the hammer into fifth gear. And so that's said, what you did in basketball terms. You did a euro step and then dunked it. Dunked it. Yeah, yeah. It took Joe Romeo to the fucking hoop. I don't know why the name Joe Romeo hasn't been exploited in Hollywood. I don't like, know. Why isn't that a character? I don't know, but I liked it better when Sean would call him Joe Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Romeo. Would he get hot at him? Like, would he get mad? No, I think he liked it. I don't think that dude got mad at many people. He just, he was, it was a weird dude. But I, I also know. love the fact that he would just yell St. Ides and Skylar. Skylark. Yeah. Skylark. Skylark. Limelight. Like, <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> All the fucking time. Like, and, and he, he was like running around going, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, it's Stupid shit! Oh my god! And if he was still the same way, I I fucking walk through life, and I there's a bunch of idiots that I see on a regular so, basis. So wait, and I so, think this guy would be great on the fucking air, and that idiot. Yeah, might, yeah, yeah. He might be fine if you could mute him if he was still the same person. I'm sure he's not. Yeah, because I mean, it he, sounds like he has Tourette's, and like he's just gonna you know just spit out things that he did last that's weekend. That's what exactly what he did, or stuff that he heard. Like we were kids. I don't think he was. Joe Romeo, would you go to the limelight in your sweats, you fucking idiot? I don't know. Maybe he drove his Skylark up there yeah, and had a couple sane eyes. And yeah, he, it's possible. It's possible. What I else would think, he yell out? Those are the three that I remember. That's and this I was remember. in class? Like you were in English class? Yeah, yeah. He would do it all the time. He would just, <laughs> he'd be like, yo, sane eyes. Like, you know, I it just, what? You know, he's trying to call, like, he's part of this, I guess, cool crew as he thought it was. That's amazing, like, just to, to do that, just to see if anyone would be like, yeah, yeah I've mean, got a Skylark. Not a, I mean, I don't even think he was doing this. I mean, there was probably a handful of people out there that were involved, involved, or just maybe they were, they got access to 40s when they were in high school and they're drinking them and shit, and he just heard secondhand, or maybe he had it once. I, I don't know. I wish the, uh, and I have, that's one kid I have not seen since the day we walked off that mm. graduating thing, but... Colonial Drive flight. was it? Walked in. Colonial Drive, peace, Romeo, and we're out. And I've never, I've never heard from him again or seen him again. And you couldn't miss the fucking guy. And he's not on Facebook. See that? That's that to I me. Know. I feel like you just never. Okay, I did never looked for him. Actually, maybe I'll search his ass right now. Oh. you can go down to number six. Yeah. Anyway, number five is Saint Ives. All right, yeah. So we're back to the Hall of Fame of forties. All right. Where does this one take? I am. Um, I'm really curious. Like, I almost feel like we should be taking bets on what's next. One, two, three, and four. Uh, I'm going to say Joe Romeo. I mean, Colt 45 hasn't been listed yet, right? No, that's got to be number one. That's I'm, number I'm one. I mean, that one. it's fucking Babe Ruth. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Private stock. Ooh, yeah. private stock. I've wow, that's kind of niche. Seen that before, but not that. Maybe that was in neighborhoods we couldn't go to concerts in. Yeah, maybe probably because it was. <laughs> that's probably 
<laughs> I know I've seen it before, but it definitely that look that just screams old alcoholic. Like it's been around before. That I don't know, but according to this write up, this this received an epic boost from the notorious Big. I don't remember him at all. I mean, I remember him. I don't remember. I don't remember him. <clears throat> private sipping private stock. Yeah, I remember that line. I don't. I don't know. The, I don't know the whole verse, but oh, I don't. Yeah, sipping private that. stock. Okay. See, that's what I'm saying. We Smoking weren't going... Smoking bamboo, slipping... slipping I, 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 yeah, there you go. See, actually, that proved my point. We were not going to Brooklyn... No. ...to go see Blur. No, in fact, <laughs> as different nowadays, because everything I get on my Songkick app that tells me the bands in my library where they're playing, nobody plays Manhattan anymore. They're always playing Brooklyn. Yeah. And we never went there as kids because there was no, there was nothing going on in Brooklyn. Well, we you know playing. what? Brooklyn has the craft beers and Manhattan uh, yeah. now has the 40s, okay? Oh, yeah. All right. Then uh, Just bring uh, that shit back. familiar with that. <clears throat> All right. You know what? I agree with this one. King, King Cobra? Cobra number three. I remember it. And we had it a bunch of times, but I just I didn't. mean, that's an all-star. It is, but it didn't have the personality of the others, I thought. I thought it was too Never made the flashy. playoffs. No, it just never made the... the a lot of these things got some real funny personality with it, and this one's just boring. You know, I think the branding really, no pun intended, but bit this one. It's Anheuser Bush. I forgot. That's why. That's why I used to work for them. And that's, See that? Know, the man kind of worked into the 40s scene and came up with King Cobra, which is a great name. Yeah. But if you look at the logo, that's too commercial. It's too corporate. It's not, yeah, it to me, a King Cobra. Needs to be a fucking cobra yeah, on that be. thing, like wrapped around something or hissing. With red eyes. Like biting something. <laughs> like a like a fucking hoagie. <laughs> Hero eater. <laughs> like a big cobra with its thing flaring out. Yeah, the, the hood. Red eyes. Yeah, I like the, the red eyes. Hoof. Um, yeah, they... Ah, See, did. this did well despite its its parents. It did, and then I sold beer for an Anheuser Busch wholesaler for a long time, and I don't remember ever selling that at all. I know it was in the it was in the uh, in the portfolio, yeah. But I worked in Southern Ocean County, and nobody was drinking King Cobra down there. I'd imagine King Cobra in the family of Budweisers, like that cousin that you know we uh, all have, and we, just we, like you know he's. He's in college, quotes. Yeah, in college. <laughs> but that's like code for oh, something Oh, the quotes, else. in the quotes. I'm going to miss the quote. Well, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's in... He's King away. Cobra's doing great, but, you know, he's in college now. We're not going to hear from him for till three to... Or, I'm sorry, we're not right. going to hear from him in right. about three to five years. Right. But he's being good, so bit. it could be sooner. It could be sooner. <laughs> King Cobra. All yeah, right, let's go down. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I like. You know what? Maybe maybe three is a little high for. Maybe that's a I four. Think it's really I, high four. I I would say private stock should switch. Fucking crazy horse should be number one, but it's not going to be on here because of this. All but right. this is All definitely right. this number. Is, this is I agree the, with this. Right. Old English. OE eight hundred. Mm. OE really not phony. OE and riceroni. That's right. <laughs> now I mean, but ev- this embodies what a 40 is the color the bottle and then the logo like the the red and gold that's why it sucks that they went to a plastic bottle that's that's, it's bullshit a wide mouth i hated the wide mouth too crazy horse was awesome before Mm -hmm. it had the wide mouth you know i can accept paper straws but not plastic plastic 40s 40s. sucks it's like it's it's not a uh, it takes the balls out of the whole thing (laughs) 
But I mean, just look at the bottle. It's handsome. Uh, I mean, it, that is a good-looking bottle of beer. The picture we're looking at looks like it's on a bookshelf, like it, almost like it's a bookend. No, you know what it is? It's a broken piece of furniture <laughs> propped up against the wall. <laughs> like, no come book. on, it's old D. There's no books on the other side of that. There might no. be rice aroni on the other side of that, but there's I'm no sorry. books. No, there's a peephole. There's a peephole where you're like talking to your man, trying to get a hookup. That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> Number one, yeah, fuck yeah. All right, it works. Every it time. does work every time. Billy D, you know, I have to say, is he still around? Did he did he leave this earth? Is he in in better? I don't think so. I think is he he's running still, with the Colts? I, I have no idea, but I have, I don't think he has. I feel like I would remember that. I feel like we need to do a, a checkup on Billy D. Billy D. Right. Today. Hold on. But okay, so number one is Colt Forty Five, which is what we're drinking because we know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. Uh, we've been here before. We've been here before. We're not amateurs. We predate craft beer. Um, we were the pioneers of wit beer, also known as yeah, <laughs> wit. It's a, it's wit. a Belgian wit. Um, Rob is finished with his forty. Uh, by yeah, the way. I killed mine, and there's another one. You know, in there. and it's funny. I'm glad that we have. So, what are you? Are you going to do number one now that, or no, or number two? Since you've had number one, or are you just going to ride the pedigree here? Oh, you think? I, uh, you know, what? I think I put the. They were delivered warm, which is the only thing. Okay. That was set. The, 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 f- the other, the other beer was cold, so I don't want to shit on. What's the app? Puff. Uh, Go puff. Go puff. But they. Uh, uh, the 40s came in warm, so I threw them in the freezer, which actually helped with our technical difficulties. For See, a but that, that to me is pretty authentic as well. Warm? Yeah. A warm it's warm at the bottom, but I, I, I still got to go with cold. But that one I put in your fridge almost because it was funnier. Just look at that stupid thing. At <laughs> well, the that bottom. has to leave, <laughs> given our domicile. That um, cannot stay. That, like uh, the craft beers. I, all right. Then I, I kind of feel like... Hmm. This is a decision, and I have a hard time with decisions like this. Should I go get another Colt 45 or drink the warm OE 800? You, you can flip a flip a coin. I could. I'm that type of guy Are we who frozen drinks up old English. Um, oh, I thought you were right, fro- we're frozen on our recording. No, no, no. <clears throat> that's fine. Our, our website here, like our internet situation is a little... Spotty. All right, let's see. Yeah, there we go. Billy D. Williams. All right, we're going to check out. Um, ah, he's still alive. Hell yeah. Fucking lifetime. He's 81 years old. Oh, shit. Oh, we, there's a... 60 of those years have <laughs> oh, been drinking sorry. Colt 45. <laughs> so there, there's a, a reigning endorsement for their product. Oh, look at that. 81. Three marriages. Hey. That's what's up. I can't always get into the. Uh, and he has an upcoming movie, Star Wars. What? Oh, he's you know they they're gonna resurrect Lando Calrissian. Now that's, that's a good his, name for a like. Why isn't there a horse? Lando Cal. I bet. Fuck. <laughs> Lando. <laughs> why do we not hear about Lando at the Belmont Stakes? I, I haven't paid attention, but I got a feeling that somebody's somewhere. I wonder if that. It, I don't think you're the first to come up with that. I wish you know what. Maybe you uh, are. Maybe you are. Maybe there was a land. Well, you know, I did invent the hearse nickname, so you I did don't know the hearse nickname. And there was a couple other things I think you have a patent for. We'll <laughs> have to remember along the way. But 
Carlacian. Lando Carlacian. Carlacian. I mean, that, that's another... I mean, you get Lando Carlacian and Joe Romeo in a room together. I mean, panty droppers. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I couldn't find Joe Romeo or the Joe Romeo on Facebook. It, I see... You know, he's, he's the type of guy that would be on, like, Instagram... And he would identify himself as a public figure and, you know, just like Hide. show show Jordan collection, like his sneakers. Uh, there was this, whatever this was, there was three kids and they were all very thin. So I'm not sure that, <laughs> that they're the offspring of the Joe Romeo. But not, you know, that's fat shaming. Come on, Rob. Uh, You're better than that. He was big. And, you know, <clears throat> I can't. He was big. In the, uh, is this Skylark a big car? I don't know. I, mean, I don't remember. I, I didn't even know what the fuck a Skylark was back then. But then now I've... That's a Buick, right? Yeah. And you know what I always thought too? And here comes another blast from the past on... Uh, on uh, Oh, it's also a bird. Oh, Shout Skylark, out to Sean Layton. Sure ah. like that. Skylark <laughs> is, uh, is Pontiac La Mana. Reaching out. It was... Uh, it was a... It really the name of the car. I looked for it. It's it's really the Le Mans. Mans. Yeah, I thought it. Was, I always thought I could even visualize the damn car. I thought it was a Lamana, Pontiac Lamana. <clears throat> What's up, Facebook? Joe Lamana reaching out. You know what? I, again, Facebook. I mean, there's a lot of people that I struggle with. With um, you yeah. know this opportunity to. And here we are doing podcasts, yeah. but I mean, just kind of taking a platform and and trying to invent themselves or and create the persona. Helen, of Helen what, defriends them yeah. all the time when they try to sell shit on there. Yeah, like I, I leave it on there because it was funny for fodder when he's driving around like, like doing his dumb football play. I think um, you know what? Maybe we should call Sean and talk about Joe Rome- Romeo. You got his and, number uh, there? Yeah, got, hold on. Hey, you know what? I'm going to grab the other 40 out of the fridge while... Okay. You, would you but we can't, we can't fill it with dead air, though. Hold on. Give yeah, me I know one, that's what, one second. You might have to dial while I do that exactly what I was thinking. All right. Let's go, get a, go for it. A pee you bucket know. in here, too. All right, just reaching out. We'll see if he's on the nine nickel headed down to Florida. You know, if we called with a Manchester number, they'd answer. I really do understand the Jim Norton one earphone off thing right now. It makes a lot more sense. (laughs) Nah. Son of bitch. I don't know. Uh, All right. Yeah, so, the, this is a Skylark. Go ahead. Yeah, the Skylark. I don't think they make it anymore, right? Uh, yeah, 98 was its final year. Man, so, Joe Romeo had an early version that he was screaming like a 92, about. 92, maybe? What color? What, what color? <laughs> God, I don't even know. I have no idea what that fucking. Idiot. I feel like he would be the guy, and a guy that like would have a pink one, but then p- tell people it's not pink. Oh yeah, oh clearly yeah, <laughs> it's he beige. Was, yeah. 
Uh, oh, someone call him out, making fun of him. Yeah, I mean, beige could be pink sometimes. I it feel could. Like. You know, it like, like a Mary just, Kay car he bought, like an old one, <laughs> like a really light beige in the right sun. It looks pink. Yeah, that, you know. God damn the. Uh, uh. Oh well, the Grand Sport. Oh, he must have had that because that was only twenty miles per gallon. <laughs> God, that was fast. <laughs> You remember all the damn old cars that you had, or you, or the rest of us have all had. It was one night I was sitting around. This is a few years ago. We were at, uh, drinking at Diane's house, and we were the only two up, and we were laughing about all the cars that everyone has ever had. Yeah, and Bill had the craziest fucking cars of anybody. He had a fucking truck one time that had a. I remember it briefly. He had a red pickup truck, but had one of those camper things that they put in the bed. It was like attached to it. He fucking had it was like a camper in the back of his really? driving around like 18, 19 years old kind of car. I think we gotta call him. I think he might He's be. he is up. Right? Yeah. What time is it? Hell it's yeah. eleven oh shit, it's eleven fifteen. Damn. Um Bill is definitely up because I'm convinced he's a vampire or yeah. doesn't sleep. Yeah. I, All right, so uh, we're gonna ask Bill about his car and his house. Here we go. Oh, and his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. House yeah, party. Yee. Yee. Manny. What the fuck am I doing here? I'm a little bit surprised, though, to see a 1970 Buick Skylark, $44,000. 44000 I mean, that's... This thing. Twin turbo, I think. Oh, what year is it? A 1970. I mean that's that's it's got power brakes and power steering. I feel like the jerky boys every time they <laughs> Hello All right. Boy, give Dan we have to give Dan credit. He he I feel like he Oh Hello? no. He screened us. Two rings? Bill. Ah, oh, he screened us. Call back. Uh, is there a, can you? No, we don't have redial. That's for rotary phones. What's for old school? <clears throat> Come on, man. Here's a 1971 for under 10,000. And it's bored out. I don't know what that means. It's bored out. I have no idea either. Cars. He's gonna if he screens us twice. You're uninvited on the show, Bill. Right now, real time. Real time. Inexcusable. Oh, here's a 72 convertible for $46,000. And it's that. purple. I think Joe Romeo drives that one. He fucking didn't drive that muscle car. That he... Listen, this is the Rob's Garage <clears throat> podcast, and you need to answer. First, you screened us. Second time, you, you like pretended that you didn't screen us, and it went to voicemail. Third time, you have to answer because we have questions. Goodbye. All right. Give me a chance to look at that. I don't... Joe Romeo was not driving a muscle car. There's got to be a 19, 
like a late 70s version well or you know what there's 80s. they're not trading on ebay at all yeah well all right let's see <clears throat> you think all right so if 98 was the d- death year yeah we were in high school early to mid 90s so you think running he had, his mouth he probably 92, had 93 so 89 skylark Right, that might even be new for him. I would be like '84 Skylark, mm. but yeah, you can't even buy parts. Call <laughs> 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 Napa. Need another part, asshole. Yeah, I yeah. This Skylark is well. Well, listen, I I do think that I don't know if we were to pair a forty ounce. With a car, I don't know. I mean, a Skylark would go well with probably not a Mickey, not a Saint Ides. So he would. What would he yell? Saint Ides. Saint Ides and a Skylark. Thing, man. Like, yeah, because yeah, I don't know if that's a good them? match. No, I don't even know what the. F- I have no idea what a Skylark looked like and what he was drinking because none of these go with muscle cars, but. I feel like Steel Reserve might go with yeah, the muscle car. Yeah, I agree because it's it's kind of niche. But I think Steel just, Reserve is modern, man. I gotta look like that. Just seems like it, I don't think I don't it was know, around back it then. Made seven on the list. Yeah, yeah, maybe the list is. There might be another list. Eleven <laughs> most iconic forties malt liquor. I, I love the photo where it says shatterproof. Oh, to say that's the new. That's the old. Yeah, e. that's the OE. Look at they print. Yeah. Mm. One blind taste test. Is that what that was? Dumb See, blood? but I'm I am not reading the forty list from Beer Advocate. No, fuck right. Not. Like I don't want to read that list. No, I want to. I want to get a, one. <laughs> I blind taste tested. <laughs> so you never. Have I to. blind tasted eleven malt beers, so you never have to. I don't know if I agree Clamata. with that, no, especially after this. That, yeah, look at what he's got on there too. Like Bud Light Clamata, drinking bottom shelf. Drinking bottom shelf. I mean, I think that was the best list that we could find here. It probably was. Is malt liquor worse for you than beer? As a, I'll see. That's someone that doesn't know what they're talking no, about. They're assholes. Yeah. Anyway, well, you know what? Good for Joe Romeo yeah, and his Skylark. Because I, I, I don't know if you're yelling out Steel Reserve, you're going to get the fanfare that you'd want. Not back then, no. If, and I think Steel Reserve did better with the cans. Like, mm, in there, like that's a good that's point. Came, like, they were more of the 24-ounce. Yeah. Like, the 24-ounce See, that's where the transition happened, I yeah, feel like. This was, you know, this was like the, the symbol. It, well, something happened in 1997 where you know the 40-ounce, I don't, I don't know, where rappers not singing about it as much. And then it made them go to cans. Uh, yeah, I think they like stopped. no one's rapping about cans of malt liquor. I don't feel like they're rapping about malt liquor. I mean, liquor period, unless it's like uh, champagne. A little henny. I don't even know. Or henny. Yeah, I, I, I don't really listen to a lot of modern rap. I love rap, but older rap. It's so hard. It's it's so hard because you know we're we're definitely we all we sound like the old guys now, but uh, now we understand. But I, I've come to terms with that. Before I was like, yeah, you know, this is just cyclical. You're, you're the old guy. You, everyone had the old guy. But I, now, I've, and everyone thinks they're right about this too. But I really feel like hip hop, by and large, has taken a, a turn for. 
the worst. It's not nearly. I don't feel like it's you know nearly what's as funny? talent driven. It, <clears throat> lyrics, MCing, or it, and DJing, or like the the beat making is kind of gone. That's yeah. It. It's I I I don't even understand the the uh, cultural side of it too. With like how kids or the listeners are resident like how how it connects with them <clears throat> a because you know they're i've they're identified as mumble rappers right so yeah, it's like okay we're, yeah. we're just gonna have like a great beat and, and repeat the same shit over and over again yeah i also think it's funny now that everyone's a little lil, lil. Well, are they? everyone's little, like when we like when we were coming through like everyone was big big like, <laughs> like big l Biggie Big, Smalls, Big Daddy, Big Kane. Daddy Kane. Now everyone's like Lil this, Lil Wayne, Lil Cell Phone. Oh fuck them! I, I Lil Microphone. It just doesn't seem. It's not appealing anymore. It just doesn't have the. Uh, but did Lil you Big. Do that Earl Sweatshirt one. You know, it was in the background. I had somebody here yeah. at work play it, and uh, you know, it started off a little bit abstract, like pretty, really like conceptual, yeah. like. And but not abstract, not in the sense of like, oh wow, these are nebulous lyrics or anything. It was no, like the beats the were beats like were industrial, more. like it didn't. It was it like hurt. But then, from what I'm hearing and reading, like I haven't put time into it. But I, I haven't put. I, I can't say I put that much time into it. I've listened. I, I've listened to a few run throughs, but it does sound like uh, like Jay Dilla and uh, stuff like Madlib would do. It's it's very. The beats are they are kind of abstract and they're I have I don't know the lyrics at all like I, I yeah, but, yeah but the beats that they were using and just small little snippets layered on top of each other and then messing with the rhythm of it it just seemed like it was it was a good little, it was next level yeah. it was more the beats the the beats I'll get more into it as I listen to it I don't know the the lyrics honestly I, do you want me to pull it up go ahead yeah. All right, throw some on. shit up, especially Riot, that one that Chris was mentioning too. That it was it, that's just an instrumental at the back. But have you heard Jay Dilla's Donuts? It's just like he's kind of hailed as like the. I don't think they're hailed much anymore, but hip hop DJs. He just made crazy shit, and it was very, very, like just picking out little pieces of these records and then putting them on and layering them and looping them, and it was just it's a. What's what's this uh, Earl sweatshirt? Earl sweatshirt. Some rap songs. Okay. Which um, Riot? You said you liked. Riot is the last <laughs> song, and it's just instrumental, but it's pretty. That one is is. So the top ones are Shattered Dreams, December twenty fourth. Actually, let's do that one since yeah, it's sure relevant and topical. <laughs> That one seems I mean, more straightforward, honestly. Yeah. That, that one doesn't sound like that. See I'm not that impressed with that one. No, there was. Uh, I, I feel like I've heard that song before without hearing the song. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I was looking for actually. I'm on Spotify. Because it, uh, there was actually put up. Uh, try Jay Dilla's Donuts, dude. I kind of got. Okay. Try try Donuts, and there's some songs on there that like you. 
Jay Dilla. All right. Here we go. Done. good i mean they sampled the race car number one yeah, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> like, on the- they you know that was ad rock in there right like yeah, that, yeah that. there's oh yeah okay the, the, the album is a there's a lot of short like break beats but put together they're very complex yeah and the earl sweatshirt up most of the songs on there are uh there's some really like crazy beats where like those were made and it doesn't seem like anybody's ever rapping over them this guy seems like he's rapping over them. Jay Dilla. I'm into yeah. it. Yeah, it's a, Where's he like what what's his story? He's from uh Detroit, I think, originally. Have you ever saw I don't I don't know if it's available Wait, anymore. Wait, he's, he's dead. He's dead. Shit. Yeah, he uh he had some kind of illness that killed him, but he uh he Well, that's a shame. He uh I don't So he so he has a, a limited really, really good uh documentary on Netflix called Our Vinyl Weighs a Ton. It's about Stones throw records in L.A. and they brought him out there, and he uh, he put. I think they I think they actually issued that record before he died, but he uh, he was just like a a mad genius when it came to making beats. How and old was he? I don't. I think he might have been late twenties, early thirties. I don't really know. Shit. I don't really know, but there was. Well, you know what? Rest in peace, Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla. I'm gonna I'm gonna learn the uh, the catalog here. What was the other one? Uh, but speaking of beats, tell me, uh, you read the Beastie Boys book? I read. Uh, I mean, I this I'm thing is like an encyclopedia. I'm up to 130. I'm right next. I'm right at the chapter where they start to talk about. Uh, she's on it. Their first or their second. Actual, There's 600 pages. Yeah. Shit. And a map at the back that I was looking with all iconic places in Manhattan that they. It was all downtown too. Well, all downtown except like there's the top up there. It's got. Oh, I don't think I there's see. a lot uptown. Like Mike D apparently was from the uh, Upper West Side. Yeah. Ad Rock was downtown and MCA was from Brooklyn. But they all came from. I didn't know like they're all from. Uh. Like. Progre- very progressive schools that they went to, like intellectual, yeah, par- intellectual yeah, yeah. and artistic parents that they all came from, and they, yeah. uh, there weren't a lot of boundaries back then, and they basically grew up in Manhattan where there was no, I mean, like we we Pine Lake Park and Whiting, like it was our Manhattan in the in the uh, 
late 70s early 80s but but that's but that's what makes new york unique too because like even still those um it was really well known i mean some people call them Montessori schools where it's it's more free learning it's not curriculum based and it's like you know but you have to pay to be a part, part of this of it. like it, it's it's not a public school and it's pri- it's there's right. there's some you know, you have to be affluent and mm. to a degree. I mean, I, I think that they probably charter some, some kids in, but yeah, I mean, if, if it's such a unique, like if maybe that's the secret of like where traditional schools fail people, not everyone can be the beastie boys. Not everyone yeah, can be an sure. artist, but if your measure of talent and success is not on like how you memorize things. Yeah. Oh God. Right. Um, I don't think she's awake, but we call my wife and she'll fucking go on for hours. Is that her thing? And, and oh my god, she, yeah, she's very, very much in. And it's a that. shame. I mean, it's just another way of it's, like it's, socioeconomic uh, situations, sure, really. Sure, where those people are always, always have the advantages at the top, even though you might find some brilliant kids, you know, at the bottom who no yep. one really supported. And she's very much into that. That's very much a passion of hers. So yeah, she's a. Always oh, looking at that, but that I, yeah, this I wouldn't even. I reading it, I, I, I would think they're they're quite a ordinary, except for their. I mean, ordinary in the fact that they're. I don't think they stand out as like genius people with IQ. I think they just were in the right situation at the right time, the right people, and it. I mean, I mean but they're 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 talented, oh, right? They're talented. Like they they're were, absolutely, they're absolutely talented. But when you read it, I get the the there there's a lot of like. Not self-deprecating, but just kind of go like, yeah, we, we, this, we were just these people. We were just... It, yeah, the, the but, that, but that's, that's awesome, though, because I think any <laughs> level of successful people that, whether it's business, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some type of arts, musician, um, anyone that, uh, you know, certainly actors and, and all uh-huh. of that good stuff. But I think once you hit a certain level of um, success, <clears throat> if, if you're not an asshole... Yeah. Um, and you and you know you don't have narcissistic you know personality disorders and things like that, but I think once you hit a level where you almost find it laughable that you've succeeded based yeah. on other people, you know, like you you've sure. achieved a level of success and and people are like admiring you and 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 sort of you know respecting you in a way that maybe you don't feel like you deserve to because you're this, but people respect you universally because you were that, right? And so. I think what I've understood is that it's it's the sheer and people like to call it grit where if you just endure and you maintain a path and you just believe in like what you're trying to do and you achieve that that alone is you know the the magic. Yeah, I I get that and I think I've I've seen that on a lot of other stories. I don't feel like this is that with them from what i've read they grew up in new york city at a time when hip-hop was like they literally there was one chapter hip-hop came downtown it wasn't downtown before that it wasn't on the radio it wasn't they had access to these things that no other nobody else had access to or across the country these records and even then i think they were hard to find for them and then these guys started like africa mambata and all these other hip-hop djs and started playing downtown clubs in the Lower East Side. And these guys, like 14, 15 years old, were getting into these clubs because no one checked shit in Manhattan back <laughs> or New York City back then. 
and they would go watch these things and they fell in love with it but they also <clears throat> they also were uh <clears throat> in the right place at the right time with people like Russell Simmons and they became friends with Rick Rubin who was a couple years older yeah but had, he was just a, a college student he at was that time. The, the whole thing was out of his dorm room in NYU and it's yeah. funny when they I saw something on uh, there was a quick little uh, I don't even know what you would call it, excerpt or documentary where they took Rick Rubin back to his NYU dorm room and I wonder where the hell his roommate was because he had he had DJ equipment up all about the, and I don't even know how he got schoolwork done, but he graduated <laughs> from there. But they, uh, he started hanging out with these guys, and they were like, I don't know, a few years younger than him. They were high school, he was in college, but they all liked the same thing. And this guy could make records, like, he ended up making records. And he was making records, like, Adrock was the one who discovered LL Cool J. Really? Yeah, he said, because they were sending demo tapes to Def Jam. It was Rick and Russell, and they started it. And then they, uh, people were just sending, I guess, when they heard any record. I don't even remember now. And I forget like, where the, he got the address. It was from another record that was put out. And these things weren't in circulation nationwide. They were like a couple copies here and there running around the city. And they uh, had a, uh, an address on the back of it. And it was a fucking NYU dorm room that LL Cool J sent his demo tape to and Ad-Rock was the one listening to them in Rick Rubin's and he's like you gotta check this dude out and they brought him up and he uh, he started you know with, with Def Jam and then that was before License to Ill came out so these guys were just hanging out with Rick Rubin and Russell Simmons going to clubs underage checking out you know but it's funny that they were I'm just scrolling through the book here and I saw a <laughs> picture of John Starks giving a middle finger <laughs> Um, but they started off as a punk band, right? Yeah, it was and a, yeah, hardcore band. They they got into that, and then they there's uh, so you, only... so you think that they I, I'm I'm still trying to understand what you were I think saying they, that they, they it was more luck than talent. I, I, no, I don't think that they yeah, and I think they'll tell you that I think they they came into their own. But that's hard for me because I've seen that you know we've seen them so many times yes, I, in concerts right and then remember the gala event that we went yeah, to yeah that was like, awesome yeah it was just you and me we, yeah. no one else went to that and, yeah but, but uh, that was the instrumental mm-hmm. and to me that like blew my mind because yeah. it, it was every song on point yeah. with them playing instruments and not I even think, rapping and I think that they that that was 20 some odd years later where, but when you when they start off they're they're playing in hardcore bands to like 12 13 people in a room down in alphabet city and they were like you know i don't know how much talent it takes to do that but it's it it just seemed like they were they just knew very little and kind of fell into it and they were in the right place at the right time and the talent may have been their recognition of the music and what was it was coming up and then i think they got better as it went on because they should have been they really should have been a one-hit wonder with License to Ill and gone. Like it, it almost feels like that's what it See, should have been. See, but this is what I'm saying. Like that's that grit but side I, of things. We're not quitting and just sure. keep going. They, but I don't think they had any alternative at that point. I think they went out to L.A. and they did Paul's Boutique, like because they had a bunch of License to Ill money and like they could have gone away. With like a lot, I believe a lot of maybe that is it. Then maybe there's a little grit that, or maybe it was just we don't know what else to do. This is what we're doing, and then it. 
then it then the scene came back around to him. Not with Paul's boutique. It wasn't widely like that was afterwards that we all but do you remember when they really got big? Like when with us was check your head. Check your head, yeah. yeah when that shit yeah. came out it was yeah. like 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 all of a sudden we're uh we're into this new this whole new thing and then they're they're also they stepped it up and they're like they picked up their instruments again. I remember saying saying, Oh wow, these I didn't even know they picked up instruments way before that back then. Yeah. But they they picked them up and they were playing like then the album format was totally different. Like what do you if you think of those two records, Check Your Head and, and Ill Communication, which one do you like better? Oh, Check Your Head all yeah, day I do long. too. Yeah. And I, I talked to, but then I went back and forth. I was talking to Brian Winter, I think. He's like, yeah, but you got to listen to that. It, it, he's right. That album is, uh, Ill Communication is very polished through and through, but Check Your Head still is like that moment. I, me, I think, like back in the yeah, day. yeah. I mean, maybe it's a moment of time. Like, I think um, that other album is, is overlooked, because I uh, ill communication, but hello nasty. When you want to talk about a polished album, yeah. and when like I think when they look back, I don't know. I'm speaking for no, them as a no one, but I I feel like that is a musical masterpiece. That's funny. Sorry to quote there. No, <laughs> check your head. <laughs> musical masterpiece. But but I think you know listening to and by the way, Mike D's Echo Chamber uh, Apple Music channel is like one oh, of the I best got, things. I, I always listen to Spotify. But but so they I did a 25th anniversary or 20th anniversary of. Um, uh, Hello Nasty, and it kind of rebooted it for me, yeah. and I gave it a good two weeks of re-listening, and it was insane. Like I remember '98 thinking, "Oh, this is cool," but it was like to me, it wasn't like a it BC Boy because to me, "Check Your Head" like that, that, yeah, like that was a BC Boy album, yeah. but this was a music album, and yeah. like I understood the nuance and the layers, and I mean, yeah. there was a song that Ad Rock put together that. I forget the name of it, but it's it's a it's a blur song. Um on there? Yeah, like it, it oh, totally on the twentieth anniversary edition? No, 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 no. Like on the regular Hello Nasty. Uh, do you remember do you remember meeting him? <laughs> yeah. At the blur show <laughs> yes. at the supper club when Chris and Bill got thrown out of the yeah. fucking place. You asked him for a cigarette. I did, but and I said do you Anybody ever tell you look like Ad Rock? But he was literally four foot four, man. He was so he's a small little Jewish kid, and and he looked young as hell. I'm like, no, there's no way. And then we saw uh, MCA and Mike D up in the uh, in the uh, balcony with uh, Lenny Kravitz, and I'm like, holy shit, that was Ad Rock. He was just yeah. Like I I just didn't think we had a little. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a Blur song to me. Hmm. I mean, it sounds like a Blur song to you, right? That, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Like, like a sample song. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I don't know. I that, just that's funny you said that. I was going to say before, I, I, like just skimming through this book, like I've done a hundred times before I dove into it, um, and you can with it. It's very easy to do that. There's a, uh, and I haven't seen. Oh, it this again. one too. Sorry, sorry. This one too.
This is Donovan. I don't, uh, <laughs> I mean, every song was so different they on this wrote, album. There's one chapter in there, and I didn't see who wrote it. You could see the, uh, you know, the AH or the uh, MD under it. Who mm. wrote it. I think it was it was Ad Rock. I only saw the title and I haven't seen it again. But it says like I'll tell you, "Hello Nasty" is our best record, and I'll tell you why. I think that's what it's in this called. book. I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that that's what it said. I I didn't. It, it's way ahead of where I am right now, but I did see it skimming through. Yeah. And then going back to it, like, listen to the fir- the first song, the first three songs on that record are classic, and the second one always. What always on, makes me laugh for hello, like, yeah, or hello it nasty? actually reminds me of you and it makes me laugh every time when it's like uh hello yeah hello hello and this is Oh man, it's uh, oh, shit. Yeah, I remember the feeling the same way. Like I, I, I go back to it now, and it, it just doesn't sit with me as the, uh, like in the top three, just from memory. But I think we started to, when that came out, I remember you're like, ah, oh, this is not the same as the last two records. Yeah, liking yeah. it but not yeah, accepting yeah. it as yeah. much. It's kind of like Paul's Boutique more mm. than anything else because it, it's it, I wasn't listening to them or really into them by the time uh, Paul's Boutique came back but knowing how it was received and then people go back to it as one of the greatest hip hop records ever yeah and I think they I think they love that think, I think that uh, that uh, Hello Nasty is much more similar to Paul's Boutique than anything else this is another one yeah. this is another yep. kind of This one was good. I also have always found the one. Where is it? What's the? We're gonna see the negotiation limit. This one, opening song. I always felt like this record was forgotten and I kind of came back to it a lot recently agree with James on how good this record really is the 808 T R 
808. Classic drum machine. The SB 1200 sampler. It's definitely the uh, the hallmark of early 80s hip hop that they utilize. You can hear it all over uh, License to Ill. Definitely, uh, definitely an underrated <laughs> record. Going with the OE. That super disco breaking was one uh, that I put on because I was. That one I love. That I don't know why I love that one. It's no better or worse between you and me. But I rock the mic so viciously. And <laughs> rock tears into that line. It's. I've got a lot, and, and I haven't given it as much time as I should. It's the last one. That is like it's pretty. It's hailed as like one of the better records too. The uh, Hot Sauce Committee. Yeah, it's wow. Shit is warm. Old E really jumped the shark. Yeah, they number saw one, it. plastic bottle. Yep. Number two, yeah, they have the. Fruit. There's a cooler sticker on it, so when it's blue, it's cold. They fucking ripped it off from Coors Light. I wonder if it's owned by Coors Brewing. Damn. Psst. Holy shit! Hey. What that? It's eleven forty-four. When did we we finally got started around nine thirty. Yeah, I don't even know. I was. I was actually All right, not too bad. Mickey's forty. Would you ever get a Mickey's tattoo? I, I'm You're done. The, I'm done with tattoos. You have one, right? I've got. I've got the one dumb one, and maybe that was my mistake. Like, I feel like I should like tattoos more, but I like, I just don't. I, I've never. I don't have one either. And, it and now that they're socially accept, like beyond accepted, it's almost like. Well, why wouldn't you have a tattoo? Yeah, I never got one because I just didn't have the right one. I never think about it, though. I just don't I don't think about it. Yeah, like, why would we now? I don't know. Right? Yeah. Like, we're fucking 40 years old. I feel like I should do it just, just to do it one time, but I just don't know what it would be or where. I, I'm not against it. I think it may happen, but I, I don't. I, I kind of, I, 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 I really can't decide on, like what's, like, what's appropriate anymore, right? Where it's like, okay... I'm going to do a sentimental, like, really impactful and meaningful tattoo, and, like, that's part of my body. Yeah. Or am I going to write Go Birds? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think at that point they mean the same thing to the onlooker from the outside. It means the same fucking yeah. thing. Cause it, but, but that's where things have gotten. It's like, okay, cool sleeve of tattoos, but, like... Do I do I have to hear the whole story from your shoulder to your wrist yeah. on like what it all means and like how the fucking pigeon at your knuckle like ties it all together? I, I yeah, I, I guess I never listened to anybody either with it, that shit. But it's I it, some people it just looks natural after a while, bro. Like, like it's just bro. bro. <laughs> <laughs> but they they look natural on some people after a while, like they just look cool. But I can't commit to that, and I don't have anything that I don't have anything that's sentimental enough that I need to put out there that people need to read. And I don't think there's anything that I think it would be. You remember fuck? Remember when Gussie got that fucking money? And we were gonna <laughs> we were gonna you were gonna talk him into getting us all tattoos from a Curious George book. <laughs> Gussie got that money. Yo, that Gussie money. That got, yeah, and he bought a pillow of weed with it. But oh, my there, God. There was a book about Curious George Goes to the Zoo. Right. That we had. I feel like somebody did, like, one of us, some, like, 
I don't think anybody Chris, got, got Chris, the actual tattoo. Doesn't Chris have a cartoon tattoo? Someone might, has. But I don't think he has it from that shit though. But we were, you were like, yeah, we'll get, I'll get them to, we'll get all get tattoos, and we picked out tattoos from the fucking book. <laughs> and he kind of was hemming and hawing over it. That I remember when you were trying to pitch it to him. <laughs> I think he just bought a pillow of weed and gave us a bunch of it. <laughs> Here, just smoke this and stop talking about tattoos. Gus, Gussie was a pioneer, man. Like he was the original little, little whatever rapper that it's out there now. Like he, he was Eminem. Yeah, he could have made a record with Johnny Spring. The two of them. <laughs> Seriously, Jesus, Jesus was their co And actually, I don't know. Jesus failed them. They uh they went down. Spring is gone too, right? Amen. Amen. <laughs> R.I.P. I mean. Not R.I.P. Amen. Yeah, I remember he. Uh, that was funny when I started working with the guy at the recording studio because they were from Ocean Gate, and they were like, "Jesus, Johnny, you know him?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I know who he is." They called him Jesus Johnny. Cause I guess like, what happens there? Like, what happens to, like, going to church versus, like, you assume the role of being Jesus? Like, where, where, what Like what happens? The disconnect? I don't know. And then, and then Jesus punishes you and says, no, you're not me, and I'm going to just make you weird. It sounds like a Dungeons and Dragons fucking guideline, the whole thing. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, what? Who, I mean, the guy thought he was Jesus. No one else thought he was Jesus. Did he just go by Jesus Johnny because he played... Church songs? What I, you know, I think it was because he put fluorescent paint on his car with a bunch of crosses. He had a car? Yeah, I like an know. Oldsmobile. No, oh, I thought he was like one of them dudes who just rolled around. Because I remember... <laughs> rolled, rolled around in what? A wheelchair? Ro- no, rolled, <laughs> just rolled around the streets. I guess it was Just Bayville. playing so the he drum. Had a, he had a fucking... He had to have a house. It wasn't like the city, but I remember we were sitting in your aunt and uncle's... Uh, I don't know if it was like a screened-in porch or like sunroom or something like mm-hmm, that. Wait, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that dude popped through the door, and he was larger than life. I remember he was like Jesus. He was all wearing black, and he's like, yeah, 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 they, like just going nuts. And then like he just played the drums on air, and then he just like hit, hit, he'd hit like the wall. He was like Mike. Yeah, and then yeah, and then he he went. He was talking, and Gus was like, ah, yeah, whatever the hell happened. I mean, it's vague memory because it was a long time ago, but. He, then he rolled into the house, and your aunt was like, Johnny, stop it, whatever. And then it then just was over, and we were concentrating on what we were doing, probably trying to... Like getting dust? Yeah. <laughs> From Bayville, the dust. Yo, Johnny, you know Crazy Eddie? <laughs> you, you got him? Uh, uh, we, dust. Dust was the... Dust is the one thing, even a lot of the guys that I know today that, that I can find specific things from don't really have experience with that it's weird like these guys like if you meet someone that can fuck with dust still yeah i don't know if like that's i don't i would i would say this i would try it just to dabble just to see what the comparison but turn your mic you gotta make sure that yeah there you go i backed off i would try it maybe by just just for comparison but I don't think I don't remember it being comfortable ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you no. obviously if you smoke a little weed or it's a, or if it, and and the mushroom and stuff like that, I could find my comfort zone. But I remember that being physically uncomfortable and crazy as shit. Crazy. Well, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it just puts you in outer space. Yeah, it, it was. It, I wouldn't know. I remember feeling <laughs> like 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 I could die at any second, and but everything's at the same time like connected, and you come back around. It was just it's indescribable. Mm. It was undescribable. Mm. And then one time, I remember walking down the street with a couple other friends who were also in the same state. And feeling like I was taller than the ranch houses that that I was walking past, I was like boom. Uh, the the boom, Bjork bear. bear. That was definitely that was Philly '94. <laughs> Bjork bear running through the mud fields of Lollapalooza '94. Shit, that was it. Tribe and the BC Boys played there. And, and what was the what was it was it was JFK Park. Yeah, it, it which was like doesn't exist the, anymore. No, no, and I think that was the last days of like the. There was a stadium there, right? Yeah, I think that was yeah. after the stadium was taken down. It was just a park. Yeah, so it was a. Uh, I think it was the last days of that park too. Almost like were, whatever they did with that land, but it was. I've never been down there since. I don't even know how to get there anymore. I don't even know where it was. No, it to be was honest, up, I like feel like it was up against ninety five. Like like it was up like ninety five was. Uh, like up, you know, elevated off the ground. Oh, at really? that point, like south hmm. of where the stadiums are now. That's what I. I mean, there's got to be something else there now. I'm that. sure. Yeah, but that, that was a funny show. That was crazy. I remember that we got there with Brian Brush, and that what? guy was like, there was a little dude. He was like a older guy with a beard. He had paint and mud and shit all over him. We we're calling him <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin. He was like rolling around. Yeah. I remember dying laughing like this guy's like scratching his ear with his hind leg. <laughs> it's like, why is this guy talking to us? He wouldn't stop talking to us for a while. You know what? That you know what's crazy? I can't remember someone in my tenth grade class, but I remember that guy. That fucking guy, right? Yeah. That asshole. Rumpelstiltskin. Yes, because he was like he was a cre- he was the first. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Like it, no one knew Lord of the Rings, but that guy I was emerging the, from no, the mud. Totally was that, and he, he just yeah. yeah, bro, yeah, and he was all gung ho about partying. I don't know why he latched onto us for the because few minutes that because Dan was selling fake uh, <laughs> tin foil. Yeah, but the rest of it was real because that was stupid. I remember that was when uh, Tribe Called Quest was playing too. George Clinton. We were, That's right. We watched all those during the day, and then the sun was going down, and the Smashing Pumpkins headlined it, but they might as well have been null and void because the Beastie Boys were right on before them, and they destroyed it. I yeah. remember everyone was like, all right, you know, it's that anticipation time where you're kind of moving towards the stage. And I don't I don't remember being near anybody I was that I knew at that point. I think we all got separated. We all became disbanded. Yeah, like, and, and we yeah. were up close and then uh they came out to shore shot so the dog was like rawr, 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 and then the place went and then it just was like a blitz really and, yeah because remember that they had like wool carpets when you get close to the pit they were like covering the ground yeah but it, i guess it would rain pit. a few times the, so the pit the so pit this stupid carpet was getting jammed like like a foot and a half, or at least maybe not a foot, it was like six inches into the mud, but that was enough. Like where it was like shit, and I remember being inebriated and running. Like I got to get out of here. It was too closing in. And I remember you saying that, that you were standing where there was like 
like five biohazard motherfuckers who pushed <laughs> and you just went behind them like it was an ambulance like, that's right travel. yeah i latched like, on i ran out of there <laughs> but the place went nuts and they were so good live but i do remember there was a i actually remember this very vividly standing there after i found a comfortable place where i wasn't like gonna drown in the mud with and people on top of me they uh something was going on i saw a flaming shoe go flying over the crowd it was <laughs> on fucking fire it was a flaming shoe it was a sneaker lit on fire throwing hey over. It, was, <laughs> it was funny as shit and then i remember the smashing pumpings coming on and being disappointed by them completely i didn't i didn't think it was as good the rest of the day all i remember from that part was loneliness is godliness or cleanliness is god i was sitting behind one of the vendors way out on the perimeter at that point like on one of their refrigerators i think that's what ruined grunge for me the rest of the way like Uh, that like smashing pumpkins pumpkins, and then like anything that came out like within that genre i was like fuck that And then that's I what think we just don't affect that with with all the stuff from England and all that. But now I go back to it and listen to it. There's some, there's a lot of really good stuff out there. Like, and, and I know you're probably not into it at all, but because it really is almost an extension of heavy metal, but better. <laughs> fuck Alice Cooper. But, but, no, fuck Alice Cooper. <laughs> Alice Cooper's got some decent stuff. So fuck, that fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. You know what was good? It was like a completely original band was Alice in Chains. No one ever sounded like that. Ever. Uh, yeah, they, they, it's weird. Is it, you might uh, not be into it, or and I'm not into all of it, but there's some good songs. But you know, I catch no myself one, like I go in like I hated Nirvana. Yeah, I hated Nirvana, like the whole thing. But now I catch myself. Yeah, when you go really, back and li- listen to the record. Yeah, it's like, I, okay. And I, like maybe because it's like we understand who he was and yeah. like there was that side of it. Yeah. I don't know. But at the time, I, I, always, hate- I remember buying it in 1991 or it was like 1991. I remember going to the record store that was in the mall. I bought that. I think it was Public Image Limited compact disc and something else at the same time. <laughs> and. And then we, we got into a lot more of the Brit pop stuff, so we kind of ignored it. But going back to that record is phenomenal. Like he, I was actually watching something Noel Gallagher because that dude makes me laugh, man. Noel Gallagher just his like unapologetic philosophy on shit, and he's not like his brother who just bashes shit and and is just stupid a lot of the time. <laughs> he's got a lot of cool stuff to say, yeah. And you may not agree with him sometimes, but when you do. It's kind of like you like the way he puts it. Yeah. And he was really uh, uh, praising Kurt Cobain. He's like, at the time, I had the chance to see him in Manchester in 91 before we were around. And he's like, I just didn't go and I can't believe it. And he's like, his amazing songwriter. He was. He was very, very catchy mm-hmm. songs on that album. The album is tremendous. I think, I think what turned me to post-mortem was the fact that he and Michael Stipe had such a relationship. Yeah. Because to me, Michael Stipe was... Uh, like the best lyricist, like there, no one could ever compare. And it, and it sounds weird to say now because I can say like Ben Gibbard from uh, Death Cab. Oh yeah, you, yeah. I, I, oddly, like I please make fun of me I, because I of that. I like whatever. Me, I don't, I, I don't but listen like, as much to for me. whatever reason. I I feel like he's like the new like he he's a lyricist genius. I, but Michael Stipe. To me, coming up like that was a little off of uh, what we would all listen. Well, sure. not not that we all like because there was always such the 
like music for me, you know, like there was a time where I was like so involved in like hip hop and yeah. like Tribe Called Quest mm-hmm. and like that that, that hip hop, right? But like for whatever reason, I'd fall back REM. I could appreciate every word that was written because each song I could figure out somehow or at least connect to, right? Yeah. Where Nirvana in Pearl Jam, like maybe even Pearl Jam, I need to give some time to. I, I don't know. I think they're they're setting themselves up to be that one American band that just keeps going and going, and they they're they like the the, the uh, American Rolling Stones. Yeah, something like that. They just but yeah, for but for whatever reason, I c- I couldn't connect back then. Well, I think I think that a lot of times, and it always makes me laugh to this day. I think there's a lot of uh, the fans themselves that that might drive you apart from them, and I think that we all did that. The culture, yeah. Fuck the culture. Fuck the culture. <laughs> but I think the. Uh, what was the, the for me it was always as younger as the Smiths I think Morrissey was like the lyrical genius like the that, literal absolutely yeah and I it, and uh, what is your favorite Smith song what I go back to all the time is Rush Home Ruffians I love Meet His Murder Meet His Murder is my favorite record by them and Rush Home Ruffians and damn if you guys I didn't come out here either Johnny Marr played out here Really? When he played the uh, the Stone Pony, it was fucking amazing. It was really roughs. That is that Rush, like a R U S H home H O L. That's a, that's like a deep track because it's not showing up in my. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Deep track. Yeah, this is your song. best was your K car yeah. during that time. I don't even remember having uh, uh, I think I put a CD player in there. That was like the big Dude, thing. Dude, you would listen to music at, le- at a level that was not acceptable to human ears. Yeah, that's why I've And the of- only way that human ears could accept it is if you rolled down the windows. And then like the wind would have to block the music from your deafening <laughs> volume. I think that's why I might be having hearing problems now, but I don't know if they're not real problems, but I find myself saying what a lot to people who get annoyed after I say it a few times. I, it, I, I think I think getting older, you, like I, I'll digress here, but getting eyes. older, 
No, it's at least for me, like Heidi swears that I have like auditory problems, but it's like I think it's more tuning things out versus not it, hearing things. It could be and it's also a natural thing for your hearing to roll off as you get older. It just happens. But then I've Mm. You can abuse the shit out of your ears, like driving around in a Plymouth Voyager minivan, listening to Jimi Hendrix "Electric Ladyland." At, <laughs> that I was the know. first time that you were like yelling, "Like what the fuck are you listening to in this lap?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were like shit, but shit like Voodoo Child. Repays needs to be played at volume. It's, that song's got balls. It needs. <laughs> your car was insane. I know those the K cars. You had one. I had one. My brother had one. I don't think there was anybody else I knew they fucking K cars. Are they, are they out of production now? Like I, oh, think, I think they're long gone. I don't no, know why they even call them K cars. What was that? Renault, Renault K. I don't know. Like it was just like your, you know. Actually, it's the best name for it. Like, what's the worst letter of the alphabet? K. I don't know. K. Like maybe if you turned it on its side, it would be a K. No, it, it's like they're the K. Like, it's yeah. such a benign letter and, and car. Benign, it was a benign right? car. Like, it makes sense. Like, hey, you know what? We're going to give you no options and one pink color. Okay. Didn't they used to make taxis out of them? Or one, No, they weren't like New York cabs, but they were. No. They were just cars for assholes. They were. They, they were just like cars for like, you know what? You need to go from A to B a million and three times. Yeah. Here's a K car. K. They had bench seats in the front and the back. <laughs> They were fucking perfect. K car. You know, they're Canadian. They should have been called A cars. A cars. (laughs) That was... Damn, though, man. And I remember... I don't remember if that was the first car I put a CD player in because that was big back then. No, dude, we we all put... You had like that there was a year. fucking tape that makes me laugh every time. You got to pull up the image of, of Bismarck. He, <laughs> like where he was playing the judge and he's like yelling. What the fuck was it called? Oh, yeah. You had that. And that's what I laughed All about. samples cleared. Yeah. I would laugh my yeah. ass off thinking of you talking to some CEO somewhere. And like, does he, do you ever just revert back in the middle of a conversation to you thinking about that? That K car with you driving around with a Bismarck tape. <laughs> like, like it just. Like, I, like if you were Dude, to do you go, under, do you understand? Yeah, look, right there, all samples cleared. Where's the image? Go to images so it comes, right comes up a little more. Can you do images so that you get a really good yep. look at the? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, he has the British wig on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a small book. <laughs> Tell him his family tree isn't one of the funniest fucking songs ever. Again, I um, listening to Mike D's. Oh, does he? You get, Echo Ch- like so when they did the Hello Nasty uh, tribute, uh, he was on it and he Bismarck called. He was on it. Yeah, and it was like the most hilarious thing. Like he answered his phone, going. <laughs> what? I don't. I don't listen to Apple. I use the. Uh, Spotify. Spotify, but what, I mean, I mean, I can't, I can't say that one's better than the other, but like Apple but, but invested. But they have personality driven oh, playlists? Yeah, I don't, I don't oh, even, yeah. I don't yeah, even yeah, know yeah. If, if, yeah, yeah. if Spotify has it or not, as technologically ignorant as I am. I just look at, I just go dial into what I want. Whatever's free, right? Like, but if you're going to pay 10 bucks or we, 9 we, no, we do pay, we pay for it. Helen got a, a 
for Spotify? Yeah, for Spotify. It was a cheaper thing because she was a student or a teacher at the time. I don't right, know. We right, might right. be paying for it now, but we use it all the time. So Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind if there was personality driven radio esque type playlist. There, does he speak in between? Is there like explanations like it was like a show on Sirius or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I so would, I would do that. And 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 the good thing is well, at least for Mike like say Mike D's uh show he'll have people that you know is relevant to the band and like you know him personally so it could be i mean he's had kim gordon from sonic youth he's he's had Mixmaster mike he's had uh ad rock obviously but then there's like people that are like tangential to the band that were maybe in the music industry that you know, because when they were going through their I don't know, hardcore phase, that person yeah, had, they, yeah, yeah. I, no, that, but, but, that, but back to your first question though, about like, if I'm meeting with a CEO and then I think about, like, dude, that doesn't leave me. Like I, when I go to New York and I'm in an office building and like David Stern is like, and pun- you, punching my ribs, like joking around. The, the, I, I think about he's yeah. the guy that owns the Knicks and the. Uh, no, he was like the the NBA. Combi- uh, oh yes, yes. Yeah. Who was the, I'm thinking of Dolan. I'm sorry. I got right, yeah. right, right. But yeah, uh, David Stern, like the commissioner for yeah. the lat. You know, like he made the NBA the NBA. He does that. Like and hey, like he, he'll, hey, come, he'll come and walk in. He's like, "What's your deal, Julia?" And like he'll tell like jokes. Yeah. And like I'll think I'm looking over Central Park. Off of Fifth Avenue, thinking about my dad washing the house in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> your Bismarcky tape and your fucking Christ Little Baron. That's what always makes me laugh. Like, yeah. A, a, yeah. Like a, 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 that no, but that's what I love. Like, I can't wait. Honestly, I would love to get to the point where, and like we were talking on the way in here, is if, if I can reach a level of success mm-hmm. and like, because you see this when when it happens, right? Like whether it's it's tied to to, to money or or wealth or, or success, but like when you can just be yourself yeah. in every facet, and people accept you because well, you did this. Like this is what I was saying before with the Beastie Boys. Like you know, like the like somebody That's exactly will call. What I was going to say right. Yeah. Like you know, somebody will call Mike D and talk about fashion because you know what he has an interest in fashion. That's yeah. who he is. But he's who he is because of fucking the Beastie Boys, yeah. right? And so like I cannot wait to get to the point where okay, I'm James because of this, mm-hmm. but like all this shit comes out. Yeah, right. That's where like 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 these guys because it, I I thought about it like going back and listening to older music that i've gotten into since these days but what were the real bands that you followed in real time in your life and there's there's not a lot like the smiths i got into after they were broken up but you couldn't follow them right like that so a lot of the ones that i in real time as a youngster a youngster Mm. growing up I mean, we had the blurs and the and the guys from the Britpop scene, but the other ones were the Beastie Boys, almost in real time. After since Paul's boutique, it was really check your head on that I really yeah. But they got to a point where they moved out there, had their own studio, their own production thing, and they had money. Obviously, sustains them where they don't have to go work a fucking job to pay for this shit. Like they had the money from the first few records that were successful, but once you have your your spot, like this, say this was your studio, your spot, like your, this is where you come to work every day. Maybe we'll uh, 
put down a couple tracks, play a basketball game, smoke weed, eat weed, and then go home and then be inspired by something the next day. It's but you have that comfortability of creativity. That is definitely what you just that, described was them, right? Yeah. Like just hang but, out, smoke weed, play uh, basketball, and like or, or find do, inspiration. Do that. Like, what if you had in here? You have your the podcast. You have a small because it doesn't need to be as large as it used to. Technology is obviously you can make a record on a lot smaller devices or with a computer and make it sound pretty damn good. And in, if it, if it's good enough, you can shop it up to mastering suites and they can tweak it or whatever for you. But that in, and a green screen and some GoPros or some like fairly cheap cameras, you can like Anthony Cumia. Mm-hmm. He, he created a thing in his basement, which was sustainable in his basement. And I just heard him on Joe Rogan's podcast, which I love. And, yeah. and he said, because they were starting to get guests and, and other shows, it just made more sense to move it back to Manhattan instead of out on Long Island. Because In, in his house. Yeah, yeah, in his house. Yeah. And he had these people in his house. Like He was doing the Legion of Skanks with all these other comedians that were bringing in all these people in his fucking house. He's like, they're in the basement doing this podcast like video cast and those and people were like they're well some they're of them, fans yeah, they're, they're like, called, like the comedians brought people that were called the legion of skanks and he said it like that well he's like i'm upstairs watching tv and they're downstairs doing this and there's this fucking weirdo walking through looking for the bathroom <laughs> so <laughs> it's like a house party but, right but it like, was like joe rogan look at the success he's had with that and he said to anthony he's like the whole reason that i have what i have is because i saw you at your house Singing karaoke in front of a green screen with a machine gun. I'm like, this is a guy who fucking has disposable income and no kids and right. just does what he wants to do. And I think that, I think that everyone that we know would be, it would be, that would be like heaven. Like if I could just create, and if it was something that you could put out, maybe it was something you, you do this and you also put it out as like a, a, a like a website or something you have on Facebook that just constant content. Of, yeah, of yeah. just like even nonsense, nonsense to even real philosophical, political things. It's just like like a, I feel like that's where it's headed too. Like it, it, it's indescribable. You can go from from dumb, shitty memes. Like I follow this stupid thing on Facebook called the Secret Nerd Base, and they keep pulling up all these old sci-fi things, but they have memes that are relevant today, and they make they're fucking funny. Yeah, and it, I, I don't know how these guys. I don't know. I don't know much about that world, but it just seems like it's. If you could be all encompassing in like a production facility, because the technology is there where you don't need to be as. I feel as as insane as it was years no, ago. No, no. Like you could make a decent record in a in the in a room this size with the right software and the right. I knowledge. mean, people are doing that with computers, right? Yeah. Like yeah, with that's what MacBooks. I mean. Like with, with, with computer-based software where it wasn't you didn't need the hardware as much you need some hardware and you need the a little bit of the know-how but yeah i think like yeah. uh like like gomez's first record was on a four track somewhere and gomez. they just said the right thing like wow just, that's one i thought of i'm sure there's a bunch of other ones no it's one. just that's you know i constantly think because new music sucks yeah I, it, it's and you think back, like I forget about Go- you were a Gomez guy. Oh, I loved him. We had, seeing him live was great. It was a lot of fun. It was a it was really good actually. That, man, you know live bands. We go out. I know this. Uh, the the best show I saw last year was uh, 
even we were we went to see Radiohead and I loved Radiohead is still the benchmark. In fact, they got into the rock and roll fun. Did you see that? They were they were inducted. They were inducted. Oh, I want okay. I I want to see if they show up. I want to see what what what's said or anything. But uh, I think uh, I, I the best show I saw last year was the Stone Pony Summer Stage was Dispatch. Dispatch. Dispatch is a band that. They're like college hippie dudes from the late '90s that lived in uh, in New England. But Helen and I would go to Belmar on Thursday nights. They have a free concert, ninety point five the night. It's just Brookdale Radio. It's college radio, so they have a lot of obscure shit. They don't answer to people. It's publicly funded, so they just put out what's out there. And this dude rolls up in this huge fucking like. Uh, uh, you know those Skylark? transit vans? No, <laughs> those transit vans where they're like tall and not like wide. It's just like, like a, a Euro van. Yeah, like kind of like that. It had stickers all over it. He gets out. He looks just like Carmine. Like had the orange fro and the beard mm. and chili. And he played a bunch of songs. But we've been to see these shows a few times. And people just show up. Monmouth County, you know, people just go to see music. Like kind of like we're doing. This time, people, there was a lot more people there. And everyone knew the freaking words. Mm. What the fuck's going on with this guy? And it was good. And he was part of a band called Dispatch. His name was Chadwick Stokes. And we got to know him, his music. And then we saw them play. And the, above, it's a weird thing because they're from New England. So uh, like it's like the 287 quarter. Mm. Everything below, mm-hmm. nobody knew them. Everything mm-hmm. above, they knew them. They sold out the garden when they were state radio. There was a, a couple times and then they were done. But they played the Stone Pony Summer Stage. And they were f- really good. Really fucking good. It was just enjoyable, and uh, and the other one that I it was Dead and Company. It was fucking good. I know you hate that music and you hate listen, those fucking. Guys. Listen, I don't. I I mean, I again, we'll go back to the culture, but I feel like as you get older in life, I like I like for you that you love that. Yeah. Like I, I love that for you. Like yeah. I. You know, there's there's songs and bands like I, I find myself sure. listening to classic rock more than ever. Yeah, and it's like you know why would I? But it's also like I can appreciate good music. But you know, jam bands like there's one or two songs out of a portfolio of songs yeah. where it's like, yeah, I get it. But then it's just like, ugh. I can see that's where I can I can sit there. And but but to it, it has to be the culture, like there has to be the whole thing about it. Like, yeah, like there's the one radio, like Billboard song. The what? Billboard song. Oh, and right. my it was a very Jersey Bill Burr, like Billboard <laughs> comedian. You know, <laughs> fucking fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my Billboard. Um, uh yeah but like it like jam bands like that like the grateful dead it's it you know they'll have their billboard songs that the masses will like which Mm -hmm. i'm included in that and then the rest is you really like the band well that's what that's what i think the difference is with them is because they had the last the only real hit they ever had was that fucking one that came out in the 80s was uh we will get by yeah, Never love had that. a hint. Love that. You love that. Watch that movie. Watch that documentary on Amazon Prime. It's the, the Martin Scorsese one. Even if you don't like them, like I, I don't like the Eagles, but I haven't watched that documentary. I see either. now the Eagles. I like. And I hate I don't the know fucking why. Eagles, man. <laughs> I don't. 
don't know I, why I like them. What, like Hotel they, California, I like. There are you some know, good like, songs. There are some good songs. Take I, it I easy. Say, I won't say that I don't like it. But I think w- the way that they painted it, and it makes perfect sense, that the quintessential American band was really the Grateful Dead. And they actually have... There was business models. Wait a second. Business models. Wait a second. Help, Look at, help me understand that. Yeah. The because quintessential the, American band. How? Quintessential because they were... Oh, because of the commercialization of everything no, and like not, their merchant... Well, that that's come since. Like more after... Even after the... Uh, that single that they put out where they actually had some hits uh, in the late 80s, early 90s when they really exploded. <laughs> I mean... Bam, bam. Yeah, it's, it's as classic as every classic rock station I can ever think of. And I know it so well. I mean, that's... Yeah, it's nice. It's nice, but it just seems... Guy, like he's got seven women on his mind. The Grateful Dead were, uh, were as free as any band that ever came up they just they came up they you got to watch that documentary where they walked in the recording studio and almost after they were signed to and i can't remember what record company it was at the time but they they uh they basically shit all over them and just did like this like made an album of just constant yeah this is their own this is their biggest hit and right. it came in like 87 <laughs> Like Jerry Garcia would look like he was wearing sweats, and he was like, "My dad hose in the house." Uh, yeah, exactly. Like he just didn't look. But like, but, but they, what, what's they made, what's after that? Like, first of all, they they made themselves just like they weren't setting out to be recording artists. They were just going to be a band that toured and played live shows. Then they started making records. When they actually kind of tightened it up. Black Peter. Black Peter. (laughs) Yeah, over it. Yeah, over it. What else? Uh, Like Cream Puff War? This one. See, I I, kind of... I'm into this. This is what I'll play my favorite one that got me into it was this. That's a Dire Straits record. It does sound it does sound a lot. It does sound a lot like Dire Straits with that guitar sound. But it's uh they hard to articulate this at the moment but they they really had a uh, the fact that they just they expected nothing and it just kind of grew into this entire thing and they, they their business model became a business model for a lot of people so they gave the product away for free they let people show up and tape their stuff and they still they were they didn't care because they were always going to make money on live shows and this is what they were that's all they were were musicians who played these shows so and then so it, they were living in the future because that's the model right now it is it is and they, had, they that's what they say in this you know documentary that like they didn't un, they didn't plan that it just unwittingly came you know out of it like they gave the product away for free and then 
I still can't get over like I'm on my second 40. Is it taste any different than the first or is it the same shit? I, this is better than any fucking craft beer. (laughs) (laughs) This is the fucking thing. You know what I thought about too before? I don't know why this just hit me right now because by the way I laughed. That's what it was. I, th- I thought about I should have when you were like looking for third Mike I should have gone and grabbed Chris Brush and brought him what here. no that w- I mean he would have been silent but also funny like I, I mean he can't you, if he had a couple beers he, I haven't seen that dude in years but I know he would why just, Chris Brush because that kid is funny <laughs> I could think of a bunch of guys I could bring up here for that especially this one dude but they all live in Middletown and they don't Especially this one this dude. This one dude, this one kid, Steve, he's funny as shit. This little, like, it, it, just get him high and let him, he would just ramble. And he's he's intelligent, very intelligent. Did not fit into that where both of us worked at all. Right. Like, we'd laugh. He would, he would be perfect for it, but you got to get him to come to Philadelphia. But, uh, yeah, that that was a, how that, that group... Uh, you gotta watch that. Doc. It's a really good one. Even if you don't like the band, it's a good movie to watch. It'll explain it. And then I, it, no, I will. To, Maybe I will like them more because they, I lo- like I can't stand regular movies. They get to the point where uh, where they talk about it, when it got to eighty seven or beyond in the nineties, where the fans got out of fucking control. They would sell. There's twenty thousand seats in an arena, but fifty thousand people would show up, and the circus would come with them. They didn't create these people. These people kind of created around. The band, so and I remember mm. fucking Penn Station, Penn Station, right? Oh, uh, I was thinking it was it was the New Year's, New Year's, nineteen ninety five into ninety six. So it was New Year's Eve ninety five. The, the next year was ninety six, and the next minute was ninety six or so, and we were trapped in Penn Station because there was a a breakdown on the train. Eric Dalgan. Yep, Eric Dalgan rolled up and we saw him on the street of thousands of people. But do you remember being in in Penn Station waiting there, like refugees laying on the floor and some chick rolled by like dancing with a Grateful Dead sweater on and you got pissed. I fucking died laughing. Just every time you get mad at certain things it still makes me laugh. Like (laughs) when I see lifted Broncos with mud all over them and whiting, it fucking makes me think of you. But I I I love that you remember every single rant that I've had in my life. Because it made me laugh and I still have been (laughs) laughing about I have never I I don't think I've shared I think I understand it and it makes me laugh. I don't mean I've never shared the same disdain for it. Mm -hmm. But your disdain for it has fucking killed me throughout I've kind of, I've, I've kind of walked. Like maybe you don't want to hear this, but I've, I've kind of backed off a little bit about that because I, you know, like I, I've, I'm, I'm a, I'm an older, wiser man now with the rounded edges and a great wife and all that stuff. But the humor side of me, like the comic side of me, you want to, and it'll come out. Oh yeah. If you and I were, if you came to Dollar General with me in Lakehurst and had a couple drinks, I'll never do that. I think we should, or or that, or you know, wait, of mushroom wait, caps wait, and you Dollar General. Yeah, what is that? The old, uh, you know, you've seen the chain Dollar General, right? Like the store. Yeah, and there's so the, there's the a old, bar. Dollar no, no, General. no. It's just the oh, uh, AIG. Oh. Or, uh, what was was it? AIG, the supermarket that was. There was one in Lakehurst. The, it, the building is still there. I think it was AIG. I oh think no, was, no, no! That's an insurance company. You're thinking of. Um, Oh, oh shit! You remember, I, I it was remember a three the letter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where No Frills started yeah, from. Like uh, 
whatever it was, it was in Lakehurst, and now it's a Dollar General. And then I remember wa- walking through there one day because sometimes it's easier just to go there and grab some shit. Generic shit that you might need, like laundry detergent or something like that, without leaving. But I remember seeing a bunch of, like, I mean, damn, they look like they just crawled out of the mud. And they were walking through there, and then one dude had one leg with his pants buttoned up, like Lieutenant Dan. And the one, it, it just, it was perfect. And I almost fucking laughed at them out loud, cause thinking about you going, oh, like just, not like you would be making fun of crippled people, but it was just the 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 the, uh, the thought of that. And every time I see a lifted Bronco, with because they were so prevalent back in in the late nineties, I don't know why every kid in Whiting had a lifted fucking Bronco or Blazer, that's, and mud all over it. And it's, it's an indigenous I know, behavior. And that's why I remember sending you a picture of one when I saw it at that bar. And I was like, it's your heritage. <laughs> Look at your dad with a guinea tea. Don't call it a guinea tea. It's your heritage. That shirt's oh, my man. heritage. Oh, you didn't get... What was the story you were going to tell about Uncle Tony's idiot? Uncle Tony... So maybe we should, This is, We can end it here. It's, right. after, it's, right. it's getting late. Yeah. But so we were at Uncle Tony's 80th birthday party, which is insane because you remember when 80 was like death? Yeah, I thought... And yeah. he is... The same for the last thirty years. Yeah, you, you know, like he's he's fifty. Yeah, he's no, actually, he's like sixty-eight. Yeah, right. Like, but eighty somehow. And so, you know, Anthony and family, like the the great hosts, they know what they're doing. They know how to like yeah, they- put a party together. So they they organize this thing at his favorite restaurant in Lynnhurst, New Jersey, aka Ginhurst. <laughs> so they try to surprise him, but not surprised at all because you know it was like more than one Cadillac in the in yeah. the parking lot and <laughs> <laughs> like, vanity like, oh, plates. There's Frankie. There's Johnny. <laughs> it's like everyone's like, how many Cadillacs can like? So like he walks in, not surprised, but like. You know, he's a showman, so he acted surprised, but not surprised at all. And so Anthony is, like, doing the whole thing. Like, you know, Anthony is at his best as a host, right? You know, he's, like, behind the bar. He curated all the wine and the drinks. And, you know, the restaurant has their food or whatever. But they know everyone because they grew up in Lynnhurst and all that stuff. And so Anthony gives his, like, presentation of, like, thank you for all coming. And, uh, you know, here's some things that were relevant in... 80 years ago right yeah. <laughs> it's 50 cent bread like one of those things thing. right right yeah, yeah, yeah. and so then he calls uncle tony up and and again like this is like a weird like it's like a lynnhurst north jersey ballroom like, like small like everything's pink did it look like it like it could easily have fit into a, an episode of The Sopranos? Oh, Not totally. because of the mafioso thing, but just the the culture that yeah, like, yeah, like every like I, I can show you a picture, but like every like the chandelier was like crystal yeah, and like yeah. but like the whole night was pink because of the light reflecting off of the you know the champagne yeah. chandelier and all that, and so. <laughs> Uncle Tony gets up and he goes, "I'm not, I'm not one for crowds." Everyone's like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> he, and then he goes, "Well, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not one for speeches, but I got a joke." <laughs> and he goes, 
there's two broads on a plane. <laughs> he goes, one Jew broad, one Italian broad. And they're sitting next to each other. Jew broad opens up her purse, pulls out her perfume, spritzes, spritz it's on, and says, Chanel number five. The Italian broad leans over, lifts her leg, farts, Pasta Fasul, 86 cents a pound. <laughs> Did it kill? <laughs> Knock the room, like the room, yeah, killed. <laughs> and then that was his speech. That was, that's perfect. That's perfect. Holy shit. All right, well, we're going to end on a high note for Rob's Garage, and then you fuckers better show up. For the rest of this, Rob, this is good, right? Yeah, Once I we got through the mic issues, time flew by. I feel really comfortable did. with this. Twelve thirty. None of this is a forty. I want to do this again. Hell yeah! Let's get a little structure, maybe some other. Well, I thought it wasn't bad, but we can just. I think we. Night it, we'll find our yeah. way through it, and maybe a third mic will actually help out a lot too. I think. I think that'll. Like, oh yeah. All that you need bit. a third mic. I mean. For, even a producer or something like can hmm. chime in from time yeah, to time yeah, like yeah. so but i think that was it was good i enjoyed the shit out of it and the 40s so next time real beer yeah. <laughs>